Howdy, partners. Fathead Joel here with you. Welcome to episode 27 of the It List podcast. Today's topic is the best country music men of all time. Close to some of our hearts, not as close to the other one's hearts. We are going to be talking about guitars and Cadillacs. Joel's true feelings on Garth Brooks. Road trips with Dustin's grandma. New versus old country. And some guy named Sturgill. Go to our website, theitlistpodcast.com. Links on there to all of our social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know the deal. Get on there. Let us know what you think. Interact with us. Tell us where we went wrong. Tell us where we went right. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash theitlistpodcast. Bonuses on there, bonus episodes, bonus content, early access, bonus merch, all kinds of good shit. It's getting better by the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Mangold 74 Barbecue Sauce. We love Nick Mangold. We love his playing. We might like his barbecue sauce almost as well. It's fantastic. Get the OG. Get the OG spicy. Two more flavors on the way. You can get it in the Dayton market at the Dorothy Lane market. So check that out. But if you're not in the Dayton market, 74 barbecue spelled out S-E-V-E-N-T-Y-F-O-U-R-B-B-Q.com. A lot of the proceeds go to uh, some very good charities. So check it out. Help them out. Hope you guys dig the episode. This is The It List. Let me tell you about a group of guys The warm and salty like McDonald's fries They like the drinks and they like their food The cars, movies, and the music too They're gonna try to shove it into a list so have a seat and we'll see what sticks You're on the it list You're on the it list You're on the it list Come inside You're on the it list You're on the it list You're on the it list Wanna ride You're on the it list You're on the it list You're on the it list Come inside yeah, you're say what, say what now? You're bad and lead off. Oh, you will when we get there. Absolutely. Yeah, calm down. Joel likes to talk. For I do. We gotta we gotta make sure it goes two hours. <laughs> it's very essential. You all set up over there, Dustin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How much is he worth? A lot. Three fifty. Um, fifty million less than Dave Matthews. <laughs> No. Guess he's not doing N- something right. NBD. Garth doesn't make wine. And, yeah, it's true. I'm sure he does. Probably. What's Trisha worth? I don't know. That's a that's a good question. She's uh was she that popular? Yeah, she was pretty oh, huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know too much about this topic that we're about to start at, but these guys are forcing me to do it. We're recording right now. Oh, we've been recording. Okay. I heard all of your racial slurs. (laughs) We're not like that, you fuckers. How dare you? (laughs) Welcome to the It List. Top five list for all things pop culture. We're running some uh, some rogue episodes here. Some of you might know. Two of our members officially have tested positive for COVID-19. And being a badass. And being badasses, yes. So uh, we are down Mikey No Name, and we are down Mark the Cop now. 
Uh, both of them are doing all right. Mikey's about done with his uh, quarantine. And then uh, Mark the Cop will be out for about 14 days from now. So he's going to be out of a couple episodes. Unfortunately, we'll have to cue in his laugh track. <sighs> it's interesting. It's fun. Yeah, yeah we we'll always like doing that. But much to everybody's excitement, we have the one and only producer Dustin here with us in studio. Right. He is manning the Mac. He's 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 pulling triple duty right now. The Mac for the Mac. He's on the episode. He is producing the episode, and he is officially googling right now too in Mikey's place. The trifecta. Which. I mean, let's be honest. I'm pretty qualified. Mark, <laughs> Mark plus Mike probably equals producer Dustin, kind of? Maybe, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Maybe. We We're going to talk about this topic, which everybody, you know, after Joel has labeled me throughout the time, would not think that producer Dustin has a great knowledge about at all. Yes. You wouldn't yes, think so. Yes. Today's topic is top five country artists of all time. And we're going to do solo artists, and we're going to do men right now. But ladies, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. It's not like being in a a dark nightclub with us in the room at the same time. You don't need to be afraid. We're gonna do we're gonna do a woman, an all woman country episode here in the near future. So don't worry. So some of you are gonna get pissed. A lot of you are gonna get pissed. About people that get left out of this, uh, we're we're trying to compensate. We're rolling with three guys right now. We're each going to pick four nominees to try to even it out. Yep. Just so that there's so many people. We're looking at lists. There's so many people that are going to be left out of this, and so many people who are going to be pissed. But this is our list, so fuck all of you. We don't <laughs> care. <laughs> um, we'll just go ahead and say it right now. Garth Brooks isn't going to be on the list. Yep. <laughs> He's not. Um, I, tr- I tried to toss it up for these guys to pick him because I refuse to. It's known. It's known. Uh, it's known worldwide. Yeah, global. Now, globally, yeah. about my uh, and and I'll, and I'll, I'll sum this up, okay? Because people people have talked about this. I think I've gotten the rap that uh, I hate Garth Brooks. Um, I don't hate Garth Brooks. What I have said in the past is that Garth Brooks ruined country music. Now, and what I mean by saying that is. Garth Brooks wrote stuff that was so good, but he fused kind of the pop. He was the first to fuse the pop in the country, which opened up the door to a lot of bad artists, to the crap that we have now. Yes. Um, it is, is, is my claim to it. Now, people can think I'm full of shit and, and full of I it. Do. You know, yeah, Dust, <laughs> Dustin thinks so. Uh, Dustin's a big Garth fan, but not enough to pick him in his, top, in his no, four because, nominees. Okay, so <laughs> we were just, like, hashing this out. Because, again, like, COVID hit, then I'm in town, and it's like some emergency episodes, I guess, to keep this thing rolling. Uh-huh. So you guys, you know, everybody at home is not left out, uh, like some of the other of this wonderful on gift the- every yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of that. So we kind of were like, I mean, we're going through a lot of lists here. So there's going to be people that are left off, not necessarily on purpose, but we only have so many picks. And we kind of went with the greatest that we would turn on. Like what I right. would go to and listen to. It's more personal favorite. It is a right. little more personal for sure. Um, but Garth, I know you don't like. Let me, I, let, you let, don't let me, not let me like right, Garth. Right, right, right. right. I'm saying, like, Garth, Brooks, shit. Garth Brooks wrote <laughs> a very 
good selection of songs. Yes. Okay. He didn't write all of them. He but, didn't. But he wrote a lot of them. He's performed a lot of great songs. My talking about him ruining country music is more in regards to he made he bridged that gap that, that the destroyed gate. it. He opened the gate. Very similar to I, lo- I love Outcast. But Outcast opened the gate to all of this shit that we have now in okay. rap that is god awful. Okay, can we talk about that? Like okay. which which are you saying like that separate album? Like when Bombs Over Baghdad came out, like Andre Three Thousand was separate from they, they they were so unique and so good in, in their fusion of not only the of the rap and then bridging it with the pop and the soul and the R and B and all that okay. shit. And then, but they also, with the attitude that they had and the fun attitude, it opened it opened the gates to the sh- literally the shit that is out now. All of this, all this trap stuff and everything it that bad. it's it's the, awful. The, the it's, mumbling, yeah, the, the mumble rap and everything yeah. like that. That is all a result of Outcast. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. But of I love mumble Outcast or yeah. combat rap is a lot of yeah. people call and stuff like that. I'm not obviously a big fan, but. Are you saying that started with Outcast, like a Quimini time frame? Or are you saying just in general Outcast? Are you saying uh, like I would say in general, but more so in the what album was Bob's Over Baghdad on? It was like its own thing, right? Wasn't that the separate album? Let's go. You're, th- you're thinking of, you're thinking of the Love Below and Speaker Box, yes, there and that you go. Ha- that had Hey Ya and had Roses and all that stuff on it. That was that was full the final. The final stamp really? of it is is where Didn't is where roses it, end up being like their biggest. No, no, I'm not saying they weren't huge. I love that album. Yeah. Like, but <clears throat> that was where no, they, it wasn't. That was Stinkonia. Stinkonia. That was, still that was about where it started. Yeah, and then um, Stinkonia. Yeah, in a uh, uh, where they really became big. Like they had you know Southern Playalistic and in, in Players Cadillac Ball music, all yeah. of that like in the '90s, which was like really unique, but it didn't bridge the. It didn't bridge the pop gap, and they started to throw a little bit of cheese on it. Yep, and they started really the uh, Atlanta rap scene. Exactly, the Atlanta rap scene, which like, that, that's like the worst, to me, yeah. is the worst rap scene ever other than them. Yes. Like, I know you love Ludacris, and I know I, you love... I, I do, but not like love. Like, I like Ludacris, like, not compared to East Coast, West Coast, like Death Row versus, right, you know, right. Puff Daddy the stuff. Good rap, Puff, not Puff Daddy. He said the wrong well, guy. <laughs> Biggie Smalls. Yeah, I didn't yeah. say Tupac. I'm just East saying, Coast, like, West as Coast. a conglom- yeah. conglomerate. Yeah. I mean, Jermaine Dupree was, like, the yeah, main producer. he was producer. another one in that. Yep, he was, like, that. the main producer, though, for that whole Atlanta rap scene. Right. We're talking about rapping and country music. Right. Exactly. Right. exactly. Country music well, fans are going to be Which means that well, Florida Georgia Line It's not far from different anymore. Yeah. Some of the crap they're doing. Who's that uh, Kane Brown guy? Oh, Jesus gosh. Christ. He's Trash. He's, my he's my sister, she now says she doesn't like Kane Brown. I think she says that because I've given her so much shit at this point. It's just, yeah. it's it's just, just the trash. Same one, the same sister that said Cardi B is her favorite person on the planet? I think so. Oh, that is my God. Yes. And we're like, why? Tell us why. I just love her. Is she no, no, no. Still, Give us a reason. Is why? Is she still a fan after I'm the sure she uh, is. latest song that she Oh, had? I'm oh, sure she likes it more. Yeah. yeah. People are talking about that now, too. I was, at a, I was down in the Hawking Hills at a cabin last weekend, and two of the girls were there like, <laughs> I got no problems with WAP. Oh, How you know, the like, fuck is that a song? Like, I'm telling you, it's the, it is the... It is the, the the musical equivalent of the tale of Scrody McBooger balls, okay? Where they said, "Oh, you want to hear something fucked up? We'll write something fucked up." And then it was just like, and then he pooped out of his pee hole onto her boobies, 
And you know, and it's like she strolled it up with her nipples. It's just like the dumbest shit ever. It's like it's awful. Which she's brilliant for doing it for for it's gonna be completely shock value. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gonna listen to it because people are talking about it and how dumb it is. She's gonna make millions oh, off yeah, of it, which is what she did. So oh, much. I know. it's ridiculous. But artistically, it's awful. Like oh, it's 100%. it's just like, yeah, it's a joke. It's like it's like a kid, it's like a slumber party, you know, twelve year olds talking about something that is the grossest thing they've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, going. I mean, taking it back to the to the the Atlanta rap scene, and all, yeah. which that is to me when it seems like it's rooted in all of the new yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, I just I haven't heard. But I think here, if I'm just looking through like Jermaine Dupri- again, like he did he did pop I mean, he stuff got, too. He was produced on Crisscross. Mm-hmm. Love Crisscross. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey. Usher was Atlanta right. as well. Right. That's why at. But was, Usher was awesome. Usher was awesome <laughs> by himself. Escape. I don't know if you remember. Oh like yeah, Migos. Even uh-huh. Janet Jackson wasn't so bad. She got more into the that she when he got into it though. It she later. got more into the hip hop stuff. It was yeah. later. TLC was Bow, in there. But then you got Bow Wow's. Like I mean, come on, Jagged Edge. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just. It's. It's. It's just not my thing. But, yeah. yeah, compared to the others, right, right, no biggie, no Tupac, oh, right, I agree. no freaking Wu Tang, no Nas, no, no Tribe Called Quest, like all that, you know, just Dr. Dre, all that oh, shit that was because it, it to me, and that and that's where my beef comes in with Garth. It's it's very similar. I've I've said in it's I'm not shitting you. Anybody who's seen Walk the Line since we're we're music fusing this in a, in a country, yeah, I said this line. Years before that movie came out, and the producer in that movie said this line, and it it like blew blew my mind because he he says that if what's the problem with this song when he's auditioning for Sun Records and he's in there playing that that gospel shit Johnny Cash is, and um and he goes okay you got anything else and they're like well what's wrong with the song is it my voice is it the way we played it? and he goes no it's none of that and he's like what is it? he goes I don't believe you and he's like. What do you mean? He's like, he's like, I don't believe you. And he said the thing about if you were to walk out front of this studio and get hit by a car and you had enough time to sing one song to let God and everyone on this planet know what you thought about your time here, would that be the song that you wrote? And he's like, no. And then he plays Folsom Prison and then he gets signed yeah. and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But like, I said that shit. I don't believe these guys. I don't believe Garth. I think Garth is a real, very talented guy. But I also think that Garth is one of the best actors in the world. I don't believe that he is true country. I don't believe that any of the shit. He, it's same thing. With, you can make the argument with Bruce Springsteen, where you know I I wanted to go. I wanted to drop hundreds of dollars to go see Bruce Springsteen on Broadway, and I couldn't ever get tickets. And then I saw his Netflix special, and I said, "Thank fucking Christ, I didn't terrible. get tickets to it." <laughs> it was terrible because yeah. he then, he opens up his Broadway show talking about how I'm the best liar in the yeah. world. I've never had a forty hour a week job. I've never done this. I've never done that. And blah blah blah. And it's just like you just took away all the credibility of your art. Like sure, but like uh, okay, which is why. I'm not huge in country in general because other people write but, songs for performing people. Yes, and this is gonna. Yeah. I'll, I'll connect that point with my first pick here in a second, but uh, because I just honestly watched a YouTube video of him talking specifically about that today. But artists, if you consider musicians artists, right. they're more writing or trying to portray the time or what is going on usually. So like. Michelangelo or whoever, right. it wasn't necessarily he's going to be part of whatever, but he was able to paint right what's going on then. So I don't. Bruce was just seemed like honestly just full 
so full of himself. Oh, yeah. It just so like, turned me off so bad. That's it honestly what it did. It was a huge turnoff. I understand if you're able to write about the times, write about what's going on, and you've never but, been right. through it, but you're able to portray it. But the the thing about it is where where certain people, and that's and that's where it all comes into. I've always said that I'll never knock Garth Brooks because people are buying his shit. Mm, I'll never lot. knock Nickelback because people are buying their shit. Yep. But it's like to me. I have always gravitated to the artists that connect what's going on around them to themselves. To you. Or to me. Right. right. And, that's why and I, I can feel it. Yeah. But it's like, I, I don't want, but I want somebody who's creating art who is feeling what they're talking about. It's not just, and that's what yeah. gets lost in all this new you country. You don't believe them. I don't believe them. Every, I mean, yeah. every other fucking song hit is about being country and it's about being, you know, being on in trucks and it's about drinking cold beer. And it's Which like, I think a little bit of that is like how you as a person connect with stuff. Like, cause right. obviously country is, and this is why I was like today, I was like, Hey, we should do country. Country is the most popular Radio stations, music, purchases out of anybody. Right. Whether you like rock or rap or whatever. It's true. Guess what? Country is the that's big true. dog here. Absolutely. And that's why kind of that pop and country, you know, started to come together, or whatever. And Garth Brooks certainly opened the door for that. Oh, yeah. But people. But Avatar also made a billion dollars. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And it but, sucks. It is. But, yeah. But like sucks. people, like maybe people not in this room, right? right. But like just in general. Some people just don't give a shit that much. That's that, right? and that, that's it's what you right. want out of your art. Yeah, it's yeah. what you want out of right. it, and just they don't care. And that's why modern country today, Florida Georgia Line is not going to be on this damn list. Kane Brown is not going to be on this because right. the people that you would actually talk to, and they'd be like, Florida Georgia Line is my favorite. And if you actually went to their face and said why, right. they have no idea. Right. They have no, no idea. They know the lyrics. They know whatever. They right. just don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. Right. They enjoy whatever. and But there is no connection there. I don't mm-hmm. care what they say. There is no emotional connection right. to the music. Right. And you can't. And, yeah, there's, you there's, can't. There's no substance. No, and, you and can't. That's, and that's what I'm, what I'm, what I'm talking about, too. With, with, and it, and I, I literally, I, you confuse a lot of the same elements of country and rap when it comes to, because it's about being a certain um, type of an individual and your upbringing that that birthed this type of music. Yeah. So, you know, people from Beverly Hills aren't singing fucking country music. It's, you know, but the second that when you're talking about rap, when you when that rap when rap the rap scene hit in NWA and you know, Wu Tang and all you know, these guys it was Grandmaster Flash. Grandmaster Flash. Like Flash. It's yeah. it's about it was about being a minority in a in a in a Big city in the the lives that they had to live and the struggles that they had coming up from it, and that's what made their shit real. But the second that a fucking twenty one year old former Nickelodeon child star from Toronto is topping the fucking sales of rap, Drake forever, yeah. it, it's the credibility's gone. Like you're not, you weren't brought up in some kind of fucking hard circumstance. No, you're right. a spoiled fucking little Nickelodeon kid, but and you're talking about some rap. people say so what. I agree. That's why. And that's I don't where I come that in. Way. That's where I, I come in. Right. Yeah, that's where you come in as a person listening. Yeah, I, I don't connect with it. Right. There are some people just don't right. give a shit. Right. They don't. And, like, don't. and, and that's where. It's hard for me to understand people like that. It really is. And, and, and they that's, want different and that, stuff right, out of their right. And that's yep. where when you were talking about that, like relating the music to you. 
I almost like it better when I can't relate to it. I have nothing in common with RZA, okay, or Old Dirty Bastard, or any, or can't even imagine what those guys' lives were like sure. as they were raised and what they saw and had to deal with. I want something to feel different. I, I have nothing in common. I'm trying to think of somebody who's not going to be on the list, but who's a legit country artist that I feel. I don't know anything about the lives that they had. You know, uh, bringing up, that's what they're talking about, and that's what I want to hear and try to learn from it and feel it out. They got to make a connection to you somehow, but yeah. not, I don't want a huge one where it's well, like, okay. I, I feel, I know exactly what you're talking about, which I think a lot of country people do. So we could do. go a female, Loretta Lynn. Loretta like, Lynn, right. Yeah, coal miner's daughter thing, right? Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since we're not going to talk about them, but they would be ones. Right. Like Loretta Lynn, you can, you never. I was not raised in that poverty level. I was right. not raised in that scenario. Exactly. But I respect would, it and respect, respect where you came from. Her and, and believe that you're telling me the truth of what you're saying. But when, you know, when, when, you know, some these rap songs that come out and these country songs that come out where they're just talking about like, I'm from the backwoods and I'm, you know, it's like, Lottie fucking da. Like, I mean, so many people relate to that. It's like, tell me something new. Tell me something artistic. The first guy you're going to pick does that does it and it's like and, and that's what i mean with it and that's what i think that garth brooks writes very and, and, and again he had people helping him and i'm not going to get into the depths of I, how a corny i think his live show is and the headset microphone sure. <laughs> shit which just drives me nuts yeah. no matter he really what doesn't play that guitar right right yeah. he doesn't really play that guitar and he just runs around and goes woo and he gets super cheesy he's the uh-huh. cornballest fucker and he's He's legally insane, too. Like, if you ever listen oh, yeah. to an, an yeah. interview creepy. with him, like, creepy, creepy, creepily insane. Now, when you're talking about songs like Much Too Young, that's a fucking great song. It's a phenomenal it's song. It's arguably yes. his best, but you know, but then, but people like that, which for even Friends in Low Places, which is beat to death Album by everyone. Was that? Was that it was the first one. No. It was his first hit. No. Go back to the first album. Yeah. It's on No Fences? His Go to first, Garth Brooks. Uh, okay. Much too young to feel that it was his first hit. Yeah. Tomorrow Never Comes. Well, yeah, if Tomorrow Never Comes, that's not about the dance is a fucking awesome song. Dance is such a good song. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here his and song. take away that's from the song. That's the type of Garth Brooks I Right. See, but that, yeah. That's Papa Love Mama. That was, yeah, that was that a good, a good one, one, too. Yeah. Joel, when you're like, oh, Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks, and you're like, oh, Dustin. Nah, nah, nah. When I'm thinking Garth Brooks, and we're all in alignment here, this is the Garth Brooks I'm thinking of. Because right. that is not but then, but then you're Right. That's right. But then you start getting fucking you know goddamn standing outside the fire and it's like yes. come on I agree, yeah. like, I agree with that, that. Was bad. but then, and then don't even get me started on that Chris Gaines shit which people want to try to people want to try to defend yeah. him and say he was it was for a role that fell through yeah, no I think no. he really lost his fucking no, mind he did but like in he yeah. got too famous he it, got too it, famous it so if we go through the first album if tomorrow never comes phenomenal much, much too young Phyllis Damon the dance. So when um, when producer Dustin first became like producer Dustin, you know, I was um, managing and also doing live sound for country bands, uh-huh. uh, covers, you know, country cover bands. If you go with the songs, and this was in Kansas, so it's like country central, right? right. Old school stuff. Some of the artists we're going to talk about here. This is the album and the songs. One, much too young. That was on the set list that would rotate absolutely all the time. If we had, I play that one. Yeah, if we had our my band, if we had our keyboard player Rex, 
if he was there, we'd do the dance because people would be like, do you do that? I mean, right, it right, would just be right. a natural thing. And these are people like Soul Earth people, right, right, own cat. Right. You know what I'm talking? Like Real country, fucking country people. Country. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Not people comes, who grew they, up in the white mm, suburbs of that or the, the, the rich white suburbs of Nashville who are like, oh, it's country. It's true. Go to no fences. Yeah, they're souped yeah. up truck. And Thunder Rolls. Thunder Rolls. Two of a kind working on a full hit. That's a great, fun song because you get song. a fiddle involved there. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love? I'm honestly, Friends in Little Places is huge, especially we would have this rotating set right. list. The band itself had played that so much. Be like, oh, God, why right, are we doing right, this? Like, because right. the people love it. Yeah. Yep. And then you do the live fourth right, verse, right. you yep. know, yep. with a kiss, you know, kiss my ass mm-hmm. uh, version, unanswered prayer. I mean, yeah. Wild Horses. See, at, Wild then, horses? Now, go, now go to the next, go to the, okay. the third album. Beyond the Season. This was a little bit. No, different. that's a Christmas, okay, that's Christmas one. Christmas. Go to the one behind, before that. It was uh, "Rope in the Wind." We just did. Uh, okay, I thought. Sorry. So then he said, "Shameless." Is this all is all right. good. Papa Love Mama. This is still rodeo. It. Yeah. So he. So his first few. The river, fantastic song. And yeah, he. You honestly, good. if you look at the discography, discography, he's on here. Like he. He did these right. things. Papa what, Love what Mama. What she's doing now is a good song. Yes, I like that song. Shameless was all. A, it was a Billy Joel cover. Shameless is what? What is no. It was a Billy Joel. Shameless cover. when it comes to loving you. It's Billy Joel. That's Billy Joel cover song. Yeah, you're teaching me something. You're right teaching now. me something too. Click on Shameless. Billy Joel. It says he is the writer. I Holy had shit! No I never idea. knew that. See, that's why I like Kyle, that song. Kyle is a huge <laughs> Billy Joel fan. Oh, yeah. oh, Kyle, Billy Kyle is a huge I Billy Joel fan. Shout out! To I the did dad not know that. that. Yeah. I had. No, I've never I want to hear the version. original now. Yeah, we'll have to listen to that. That damn song. And I know Joel's going to talk live. I've seen Garth live. I saw him when he was like gone his hiatus. I saw him in Kansas City when he did his first like show. He did like a week, back. like a residency yeah, there, right? He did. Well, it was supposed to be one show. And the right. dude, you say what you want about him. Tickets were like 39 bucks, 35 It didn't matter. It right. didn't matter what you bought. It was just buy them. He had one show, expanded to seven. Mm-hmm. I saw him what was supposed to he be had to the pay original. for all those headset microphones. Yes, right. <laughs> for the original <laughs> show that was supposed to go. He wasn't a big woo guy or whatever, but. Shameless live when that yeah. fucking I, Joel also hates steel guitar, so yeah. that's a little bit biased on his part. So bad when that <laughs> son of a bitch hits. I mean, it is just so classic. Just it's yeah. it's so big, like you didn't even know that Billy Joel yeah, was I original did, yeah, song. Yeah. It's that big. How he, did how did you not pick he, that for the best he, cover version? Jesus, Jesus, Kyle, that is a good. Go to uh, go to the chase. This is where yeah Look yeah, yeah then all that the shit have, where he started. Yeah. I might have owned that shirt. We shall be free. I didn't like. That's this is the transition, right? That summer, right? Now, that summer was a fantastic. That is song. a good song. <laughs> I like that. Right, I know it's you a guys are losing weird. me now. It's a little weird. <laughs> it is, it, yeah. So Dixie Chicken was good. I mean, you should like Dixie Chicken. Dave does Dixie Chicken. A little bit of it. Um, obviously, that's a cover as well. But we shall be free. This is, this is the album. Mm-hmm. This is what you're talking about, Joel. This is it. Transition that began. Summer. Was still kind of that in between song, but uh, uh, walking outside, standing outside the fire and stuff like that is when it transitions. Yeah, we Which, shall go, be go, free. Go, yeah, go to that Dang next album. The fire and they were later. In pieces. What that was just No, I'm sorry. No, okay, I'm just. Was it on this one? Halfway drinking here. American Honky Tonk Bar Association. Yeah. yeah, I like that song. I don't like. I don't like. Ain't I going down like till the sun Not comes up. I love that. I actually yeah. like that song. Colin Baton Rouge. Rouge. I actually like. Yeah. So that one is. That was a huge song. <laughs> and neither one of you picked him to go on the list. You're no, sitting here sucking him off. But everybody, we are not sucking. Okay. First of all, but like we said downstairs, 
Garth Brooks is in its own category with country because yeah. he, I, regardless, he's country we're gonna, pop. We're going to talk about the king of country. We're going to talk about some legends here mm-hmm. and some people that we just individually like. He is the biggest. He is the big fish in the sea. Oh, yeah. He's it. I mean, he is it. I don't care what you say about George Strait. George Strait, cowboy, more cowboy country lane there, different Texas lane. Garth Brooks is the big fish. Whether we like it or not, he's whatever. Already, he's already shitting on my picks. I, I'm not <laughs> shitting on his picks. I'm saying that's why Garth isn't on, that, why we didn't individualize. He, he a has, broader audience. Yes. Because, because of his fusion of it. Again, I'll, I'll never take that away from him. Colin Baton Rouge is played as every LSU game. People mm-hmm. freaking love that shit. Yeah. That freaking fiddle hits. Yeah, it's not won't back down, though. I know, Joel. Swamp. Joel. Very true. No. Go to Fresh Horses. Okay. Uh, that old wind is a great song. <laughs> the beach is a giant. Beach is giant is a good is song good too. too. So like this it. one is a little bit different because this this album actually the the song that he talked about the fever and then also the beach is giant is a little bit of a step back from the chase for sure. Yes, rolling Slower. his limp biscuit cover. <laughs> yes, he actually um, wrote rolling yeah. seven. All right, where are the we life of Chris Gaines. Yeah, no, uh, long neck bottles, fantastic. But long neck bottle only, only live. Yes. Long Neck Bottle is more of a throwback and a nod to uh, Chris Ledoux. But dry. Mm-hmm. That That is a tip your hat to Chris Ledoux, yeah. just like Cowboy Cadillac. But Long Neck Bottle is, could be a Chris Ledoux song. Uh, Steve Warner, obviously, is a big big songwriter and stuff like that as well Too in country. <laughs> That's, yeah. That wasn't great. But, yeah, I mean, going, I mean, just like I said, I've never, I've, I've never said I hate Garth Brooks. I've said Garth Brooks is legally insane, and he ruined country <laughs> he music. Is. Then everyone wants to be like, "Oh, he's he's you know he's talking all this shit you know about." There's a lot Brooks of and there's a lot. He wrote, okay. he wrote a lot of good songs at the beginning. This was yeah. the '90s, right? So a lot of music changed during this time, though, too. Yeah, true. rock changed big time. Yeah. It came grunge. back a little bit, but yeah, the whole grunge scene, whatever, a lot of stuff was going on then. Yeah, because you can see that big break in here like scarecrow was like the last one and then all the way to 2014 because he did lose his mind right, he right, did actually right. in, like, in this time period i think he was like uh treating uh is it when did he leave his original wife for trisha i don't know i don't, I don't, I don't, don't know, either. know either to be honest with you when his first wife realized he was nuts i gotta get it. uh but what he's yeah, from sandy o- mall he's from was oklahoma, an he's right? oklahoma he is oklahoma yep he threw the javelin he's what a loser. <laughs> Sandy Mall in 86, announcing their plans of divorce in 2000. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure. but it doesn't even really Remarried talk about his... 2005. Yeah, it doesn't even really talk about his early life. Doesn't. Because he's an actor. That's he why. Because <laughs> he didn't have one. Yeah. He's an inter- he, is. he is. I mean, there's a lot of like artists out there that are, you know, Spin that entertainment, right? Right. Because he does. I, I know he's got the woo thing. I don't know when that came in. Like if you like watch I know, him, I would, I would have gone and seen him live if I had not seen that Notre Dame concert yeah. on TV. Yeah. I was like, I'll never go watch. He him. didn't do that live at Yankee Stadium. I don't think as much. He did it when I saw him in Cincinnati. Okay, but that was pretty. Re- when was the Yankee Stadium thing? Because when I saw kind him, of that was, tour. Okay, I think I saw him in. 2016, 17, somewhere around there. Yeah. And he was wooing it up. Maybe it was a little bit before that, though. (laughs) All right. Go to our website, theitlistpodcast.com. Links on there to all of our social media. 
We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Atlas Podcast. If all this banter isn't enough for you, for free, you want to uh, get some access to bonus episodes, to early access, to on-air shout-outs, to bonus merch, go to patreon.com slash the Atlas Podcast. Sign up there. There's different tier levels. Help us out. Help sustain this show. If you're having much fun listening to it, as we are making it, throw us an extra puck or two or five or ten, whatever you got. Um, yeah. What was that? There was something else. There was another point I didn't I make. Know. I can't remember. Get, get we're your on episode on, two right now. Get your ass on Patreon. I know. Yeah, yeah get it on right. Patreon. It is legit. That's where the bonus episodes are. Legit. Yeah, we're adding all kinds of extra stuff to the to the Patreon as well too. There's going to be little uh, little snippets throughout the week keeping you guys interested. That's right. Making you laugh. It's going to be good times. Little goodies. All right, top five, and we're again. You're all going to have your opinions. We got ours. Your top five favorite male country musicians of all time. Where uh, we might do groups one day. We're gonna do. We're definitely gonna do female artists one day. Yep. yep. Uh, so. Oh yeah. Be patient, ladies. There's a lot. We're looking out for you. Talk about like Lori Underwood will have her day. Lori Lori Morgan. <laughs> yep. Loretta Lynn. The Judds. The Judds. Dolly Parton. Yeah. Here's the one test fancy, don't let me down. Reba. <laughs> well done. Well done. That's how you sing in key you know, acapella, I tell Kyle. You know what would be Did fun. Did Reba just arrive here somehow? <laughs> you didn't get penetration even with the Elvin gun. <laughs> I, you want to know, know how out of the country loop I am? The first memory in, in introduction to Reba McIntyre I ever had was the movie Tremors. And my mom told me, you know she's a country singer, right? When I was a kid, and I'm like, she she sings and acts. Yeah, she's like one of the most she's famous country good. singers oh, in the yeah. world. And I was like, oh, okay, well, she can shoot a gun, so that makes her cool. My dad has a supersized crush on Reba. McIntyre. I can't my, do it. My brother-in-law, Amanda's brother, is obsessed. Yeah, really? with Reba McIntyre. Yeah, yeah. obsessed. Like did ever, he, did ever he watch he was the a kid. TV show? Oh yeah, everything. Uh, ever WB since he was a kid, he's seen. He's like used to in her. He used to be in her fan clubs. Like he's met her yeah. at like backstage things. And oh yeah, he actually Obsessed. has a protective order against him. <laughs> he actually has a protective <laughs> order against him. I actually that's do. not the lights went out in Georgia. That honestly, <laughs> that is a actually song. better song to me than Fancy. That's actually probably my favorite. I like that one. That's I like that. Does one he too. love you? That's when oh. Linda Davis. Really hit yep. was that Linda Davis was one of her backup singers, mm-hmm. and then now transition. I'm sorry, that's different. All episode. right, yeah. we'll go. We'll get to that. <laughs> one. I, I could talk about. We're giving you a little taste, yeah. little taste, yeah. just a little taste. You'll have your day, Reba. All right, there's only three of us here. Like we said, we're down a couple of men, but we're gonna we're gonna carry on. We're gonna adapt and overcome. Don't worry, I'm still here. That's right, Kyle's, Kyle's here, ladies, right. ladies. Yes. The sex appeals here. That's right. To my left, across the table, tear for Mark the cop. He's not here. Uh, Dustin, what is your first nomination for Best Male Country Artist of All Time? Okay. So, um, you know, this is funny because I'm going to say this, and then a lot of you are going to look at yourselves in the mirror and go, I don't know who the hell this is. Which is funny because this guy also came out with t-shirts when he was nominated for Best Country Album for the Grammy (laughs) that says, who the fuck is Sturgill Simpson? Sturgill Simpson. Simpson. Yes. And I'm telling you, if you like... Country, I'm just going to say this up front. You love country music. You like country music, especially the good stuff. You know, we're going to talk about some other artists here, but that 70s era, even into the 80s, this is your guy. This this 100% is your guy. Now, Sturgill, why he's on the list for me is because of those facts. If I actually go into his career, I just was browsing through 
where these albums actually hit, how everything actually hit. He did hit on his second, sorry, third album, Sailor's Guide to Earth, did hit number one for U.S. country. I bet it didn't last long. None of his songs were number one or whatever. But if you actually go into this man who's from Kentucky, you talk about songs that you can believe Jackson, in. Jackson, Kentucky. That you can actually believe in, hear just what he comes through. He's got that Waylon sound. He gets compared to Waylon Jennings a lot. Just his voice is really deep and good. It's fantastic. Like we've seen him live. I've seen him live two or three times. Joel's seen him live multiple times. That's the only reason I who, know uh, this yeah, guy. Who introduced you to Sturgill Simpson? That was Joel <laughs> in Memphis uh, because you saw him at Lollapalooza, right? No, I saw him at um, I saw him on his soul on his tour for uh, Sailor's Guide to the Galaxy. Sailor's Guide to the Earth or Galaxy? to the Earth to the Earth. Yep. Um, on a tour, believe it or not, we we made we made references to uh, to Eric, my guy I work with, uh, a lot of times on here. He's the one who introduced me to him, and because uh, I like I said, I'm not a big country music fan, but he was. Have you heard this guy? You probably like him. Listen, he's got his finger on the pulse. Eric does of like of like kind of underground country yeah, stuff, okay. big time, and um he uh, he introduced him to me, and all all I'd heard, he didn't even have. Mega Modern Sounds hadn't even come out. It was just High Top Mountain. Okay, and um, he he played. It was the it was the the live video, the YouTube video of him playing at the brewery. Yeah, Sun King Brewery. Sun King Brewery. Yeah, yeah, and um, and it was behind. It was behind that, and I watched I it. All the, those yellow yep, and white cans. Yep, behind the the it, first yep. the first song I heard was "You Can Have the Crown." Yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Because not only does is his sound great in the talent level, his guitar playing is amazing, phenomenal. His lyrical content is fucking great. Like people. I'm a huge lyric guy too, and in the way they write, it's not even the vocal melodies so much. That's a big part of it, obviously. But when I'm listening to the actual lyrics and the shit that he's writing, it's like this is not a typical country guy. Like no. this is not, uh, there's today. An, an, not an, today, not today. And another guy that we're, we're that isn't going to be on the list. I almost put him on the list. Who's kind of cut from that same cloth as Tyler Childers? Yeah, who Sturgill found. And, and also from Kentucky, also from Kentucky. Yeah. And um, his lyrical content to his songs are like shit that fucking like Bob Dylan would write, like yep. yeah. shit that is just it's it's not, you know, it's unbelievable. Like the you know, and you mentioned that like his first I don't even know. If it's a hit. I can't even I don't even know how to quantify Sturgill, but the that that uh, high top mountain. So mm-hmm. the story I was going to tell, like how it connects with Garth and, and Music Row and stuff like that. So. You said you can have the crown. That's that's the first song that you ever played for me from Sturgill, and after that, I was completely freaking yeah. hooked. You know, the Call Me King turd on up here on Shit Mountain. If you want to have the crown, yeah. So what I actually just watched his YouTube video. He was doing like some live performance, just acoustic by himself, a small venue in Nashville, and he was talking about Music Row, and this is a little bit with Garth and a little bit with Florida Georgia and that whole kind of Music Row. There's a formula now to explain to the people who don't know what you're talking about what Music Row is. Okay, Music Row is the basic. If you go to Nashville, it's not Broadway. Broadway is where the bars are. You know the main bars, and there's a lot of people confuse that. Yes, Music Row is where the recording studios are, and also where some of the record, you know, headquarters are at. That's Music Row. That's where the writers are. Whatever. And when they talk about Music Row today versus what it was is people in cubicles writing songs based on a formula. So I didn't know this about this song. I just thought it was fantastic. He purposefully wrote this song 
to be a um, basically a shun on how country music is written at the time and still today of how you have to describe yourself in your song, how country you are. Right. So like I drive right. a pickup truck, right. tobacco, yeah. this and that, this and with my cattle. Like you're you're quantifying how country you are in your songs. And that's how you like write a song if you're a music row. You got these these kids that are in cubicles writing a country song based on a formula to get hits likes right. boom, 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 boom. It's boom. about it's about being like country and yes. not being unique. They want yes. you to be you can't you just come be to this formula fit into a mold, right, right? Right. Like some of the people we'll talk about here, you'll just hear them, and that's country. Right. They're not necessarily writing about you know right. international harvester, which I actually like. Right. <laughs> but it, you know what I'm saying, though. <laughs> I mean, like stuff like that, where like justifying right. how country right. are. That means you're not chew country. Chew the bag of chew the bag of spit. Mm. Terrible song. <laughs> Blake Shelton has some good songs. He does. That's not one of them. I don't think no. so. Um, he oh, does. Back in the day, Austin. neon song. Austin's a great Austin's song. A great the song. Uh, old red. Old reds. Uh, see that. You was don't kinda, like that one? No, I was more old school. D- Dustin Austin, had all. He had all the fans hooked in with the credibility on Music Row. Now he's talking about Blake Shelton's great songs. And Austin <laughs> was good. Uh, the baby. Okay, was a great song. Yeah. She wouldn't be gone. Was good. I thought. But red, it kind of, kind of where I lost. It's me. in the okay. It's in between there. Yeah. We'll just go with that. But he wrote this song specifically to see how much he could put in there. Uh, and honestly, he did such a good job at it. I didn't catch it until today. Yeah, like right, he actually right. explained, like he said that this was the one song that he actually regretted writing. Really? He hmm. said that. I, I was like, oh. and it's probably the one that made him. He said that's the one that right. everybody yep. requests yep. is that. And every time I've seen him live, he has not played it. Yep. So now, now it makes sense. I've never seen him do it live. Yeah. I've seen videos of him doing it live. Obviously, the Sun King uh, one, and then also uh, in the Schnook Festival in Washington. There's this version of it that he does. But the he he says that he's like, I just put all the shit in here and whatever, and just came out and I played it and they loved it. And now, actually, I woke up the next morning and kind of regretted it. Right. So that that's like the thing he like wrote it jokingly, but it's a fucking fantastic song. Like it's it's oh, hilarious, yeah. it's fun. Just the way he writes it, he wrote it so well that kind of hit it. But like uh, Water and Well is fantastic on that album. Railroad to Sin is great. This is like if you're going really old school country with him, High Top Mountain is it? Yep, for sure because he got the pedal steel in it. He's also just guitar pedal steel and stuff. It's very forward on that. Now. He won the Grammy for Best Country Album um, for A Sailor's Guide to Earth. That's forward two albums. And that was 2016. So that actually is weird and funky and kind of makes sense with how the Grammys are today is that it's got horns in it. A lot of horns. Well, that's, got that, that's a very important part <laughs> of it. That's a very important part of his every album. He Changes. Ha- he has had his albums planned out. He said he's going to do two more of them. That's it. That's yep. what he said. Yeah. He has had every one of them planned out for the entire path of his musical journey, so to speak, that every one of them... The first one was straight pure country. Straight country. Then he, and covers. Yeah, and covers. The the second one, he started fusing psychedelic into it. Mm-hmm. The third one, he started fusing soul into it. Yeah. 
and then the fourth one, Sound and Fury, started almost having like an anime process. No, vibe but it to is it. anime. Yeah, well, that, he did that thing with it. Yeah, it, the but whole kind of goes produced with it. it though. Yeah, like, I know. Oh, like, yeah, the movie like and everything. Yep. He did the anime series with Sound and Fury, which was I mean, that's a rock album. Right, it really right. is. Yeah. It's like a weird kind of rock album. But you're right. Like Sailor's Got to Earth one. Um, you know, I wasn't a super huge fan because like the first single that came out of that was in bloom, which is Nirvana. It, it's hard to hear it. Like you've heard Nirvana so many times, but now I hear in bloom. It's hard for me to go right. the other way with right. it. I wasn't, I wasn't a huge job. fan of his version of in bloom just no, because no, it, it's different. I understand why he did it. If we actually go to that album, if you're going to listen to some stuff, Call to Arms, he always closes with that fucking song, and it's fantastic. Brace for Impact. Brace I for Impact love too. is great. Keep it between the lines. All, uh, yeah, I all mean, great. I love yeah, all of them. Yeah, this album specifically, he wrote for his son. I know I'm going a long time with Sturgill because I fucking love Sturgill. It's love fine. It. We got but, plenty. Yeah, it, it, he wrote this song in particular for his newborn son. Mm-hmm. So, Welcome to Earth. Polywog, which is a Navy hint, right. you know, because he was in the Navy. Uh, back to that kind of, you just start in the Navy, you're a Polywog or whatever. And he wrote this for his son. So it actually goes through these things, talking specifically right. uh, messages uh, to his son. Not my favorite album. My, I think the best fucking album he does is Meta Modern Sounds and Country Music. Introducing Mega yeah. Modern Sounds and Country Music. What you're saying music. is psychedelic. It's 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 he got play, elements he, of it. He plays the reverb, plate yep. reverbs, different yep. reverbs, and but stuff just like that. But just when, when you start talking about like you know later in Turtles all the way down when they start doing the breaks. Yes. And it starts getting there's psychedelic elements in it, yep. and it's there's psychedelic elements in, in all of it. I mean, fucking long white line, fucking awesome. Long white line, life ascends, fantastic. The we promise. did, you know, when I talk about the old like just passing through stuff we would do, you know, I would like force them into some new stuff. Life ascend is one we'd always do. You can have the crown is another one we'd always kind of merge into as well. Uh, long white line, fantastic fucking song. Oh yeah. Uh, the promise is a cover. Uh, but it's right, a fantastic right. fucking cover. He does a cover on almost every album. He does. I think. And they're always very well picked. But this is still a country song, a little bit of crossover to it, but it's still going to have the elements of country that you're going to like. Very voice forward. I'm telling you. Like, I'll stop a Sturgill. Check him most, out. Definitely. Most of y'all have not heard him. Don't listen to Sound of Fury if you're country. Right, right. I, I'm excited to see where he goes because he's start, so... Start with High Top Mountain if you're a country fan. Oh, Let's start doing in order. Do them in order it from from release so... one, th- one through four because you'll see how he changes too. Yeah, I but he changes well. He it, doesn't change for cheese. Right. He changes for uniqueness, but it's all rooted in the yeah. country, in great country. Yeah, so funny. Like he, um, he's got this like unspoken war with actual Nashville going. Oh, absolutely. Because he is he busted at the CMAs yes, heavily. <laughs> yes. He is heavily uh, aligned with like the John Prine, right. rest in peace, Johnny you know, Cash. with him, Johnny Cash, yep. that anti-Nashville, anti-Nashville. He just does his thing. If Nashville obviously has not picked him up, they fuck don't, him. and they don't help him, yeah, they don't care. He literally won the game, we which is why I'm right. not a country. Guy. Won the yeah. Grammy for best country album, not nominated for one CMA. Yeah, I mean, get the and fuck out of town. You never yeah. fucking hear him on the radio. Never, zero, never, no radio play whatsoever. Which and is he's why fantastic. I love him. Yeah, <laughs> we can we can move on. And I know it's like oh, all time. I'm telling you, when he is said and done, he's just one of those guys that you're going to look back and say. This motherfucker gets it. Like I just, li- I hadn't listened to him in forever. I listened to him today, all this morning when I was running, doing errands here in Ohio. Don't fucking know. love it. 
Getting yeah. donuts. Yeah. Getting donuts to stay in the donut van today. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm All there. right. Sturtle's on the list. Kyle, you're first. Johnny Johnny Cash. What can you uh, fucking say man in black. Yeah. about Johnny Cash? Yeah. The man in black. He was so good. Every song, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, just, just he was when you're talking about being legit, he was legit. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yep. he felt what he was writing. He was, yep. He created a personality too. Like, you know, he wasn't. Did, did people really have that before him? Where it was like the man in black, man. where it was kind of the like, outlaw. You're right, right. That no, vibe. because. Even in that movie, I'm sure not all of it's super accurate, but like he yeah. jumped on the scene when Jerry Lee Lewis was going. Elvis is very clean, very fun. Right, right. Not that. I mean, right. his first hits were kind of still that way, right. but then he just merged into yeah. that type of person. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, that, yep. That grew later. And then he started doing the prison stuff and, you know, doing the shows there and just kind of becoming the outlaw and the, yeah. the anti Nashville, too. Like, yeah. you know, that he didn't get a lot of help from them. He's out of Memphis. I mean, but I mean, what he? T- yeah, what? Sun Records, right? Yep, Sun yep, Records, yep. Sun Studios. Yep, I walk the line, ring of fire, get rhythm, get rhythm. Commanded by a boy named Sue, one piece at a time. Hey Porter, mm-hmm. Rock Island, and and then we start talking about the shit when he got in with, like we talked about extensively in our best covers yeah, episode. Of course, was uh, was the stuff that he did with uh, with uh, Rick Rubin mm-hmm. in the American Recordings when he was. Damn near one foot in the grave, yeah. Which to me is some of his best shit that he ever did. One hundred percent best, best he's ever sounded on record by far. But um, but yeah. Oh my god, just fucking awesome. I mean, if you go to, I'm saying, like when I lived in Kansas, Oklahoma area, and stuff like that, what they're gonna go with is Jackson was Mm -hmm. a huge, huge thing Mm -hmm. just because of June Carter and stuff like that. Yep. I've been everywhere, and then it talks here. We'll just kind of look at Wikipedia, but uh, you guys probably don't know like Orange Blossom Special, but that is like a huge, like very fiddle forward song talking mm-hmm. about the Orange Blossom Special and stuff. That was always a huge request and a big hit uh, overall. So it's not just you know Johnny Cash was absolutely huge, oh, you know, with true country fans, but and unique, stuff like that. unique in in the sense of people hadn't done what he did, and and he he attributes it to a lack of talent. Is okay. the style of guitar that he played with kind of that driving? Yeah, nobody really had ever done that before. Like the way it, the way it rolled, but it was just him saying he really didn't have a he wasn't a clean guitar player and he wasn't a he wasn't a, a pretty guitar player. Which again, a lot of his music wasn't pretty, which was yeah, good that made it work <clears throat> exactly. But I mean that all those guys that came out of Memphis at that time, Jerry Lee and, and Elvis and, and who the Carl Perkins. Like all is, yeah, that was some of the best music ever made. Absolutely. I mean, how do you talk about country without Johnny Cash? Yeah, yeah. You gotta include I, so we're just looking at his very first cry, album. Cry, cry, cry. That cry, cry, such cry. a great song. Yeah. Yeah. That was in 57. <laughs> wow. Folsom Prison Blues. Oh, yeah. Sam Phillips, that was the guy from Sun Records that who, who discovered him, the one he auditioned for. Look at that. See that? Yep. Jerry That's a Jerry Reed, Reed song. Jerry yep. Reed. Eastbound and down, baby. Sure. <laughs> I walked the line. Is that his? What's that? What is this album? His first album? His, his, his hot, hot blue, and guitar. blue guitar. Walk the line. What was the, the? I was looking at this track listing on that first one. You want to go back? Yeah. What okay. was the uh, Rock Island line? Yeah. Cry, cry, cry. The walk the line. Yeah. That was his first prison. one. So doggone lonesome. Uh, yeah. I, walk the line. I, I wonder how. Wow. Folsom Prison wasn't even his top three singles. No, I know. On that. No. 
It was too. It was too uh, edgy, probably yeah. for them back then. Cry, cry, cry was more in people's wheelhouse. I heard that Lonesome Whistles ended up being pretty big too. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Wrote by Hank Williams. Well, do you know it, Hank Williams? Joe, what's your uh, favorite? My favorite Johnny Cash song? Yeah. Oh fuck! How, that's like asking me like what no, my favorite no, no, pizza no, no. is. <laughs> um, I think I know. What I don't, it is. I'm very good. I, I'm, what do you think my favorite song is? Cocaine Blues. That is definitely knocking on the door of one of yeah, my favorite ones. One of my yeah. favorites. Um, and, and I'm sure, I'm surely he was the first guy that ever talked negatively in that manner, put himself into the villain type role. Yeah. And I don't think people ever did shit like that, you know, like before, again, this was in the 50s and 60s that he was doing this, but yeah, it was, yeah, Cocaine Blues is fucking awesome. I love that one. And uh, yeah, he's just, he's amazing. Johnny like, Cash, man. I like One Piece at a Time. One Piece at a Time. like a novelty, mm-hmm. not a novelty song, but but that's a great song. 1968, no, Cocaine Blues came out. Wow. Yep. When I was arrested, I was dressed in black. Yep. Oh, Yeah. We could talk about him for hours. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we episode, did. Yeah. Yep. Johnny Cash is on the list. All right. My first. I'm going to dig back to that era, too. We're going to take it to uh, to Bakersfield. The one and only Merle Haggard. One of my faves. Absolutely. Again, when you're talking about that, completely legit, completely believable, mm-hmm. completely real. Where was he from? Uh, old, what is that? Old Dale? Where's he from? In California. California. Oildale, California. Oildale, California. 1937, he was born. Um, I mean, when you start talking about his hits, you know, just all that shit. You know, Oki from Muskogee and Mama Tried. And, you know, he's just, he was as believable as it got. And I always kind of, I tended to like that, that. Bakersville or Bakersfield sound that they would talk about, you know, where it kind of had a little bit more of the electric guitar in it. It had even some of the early stuff that. Someone who's not going to make the list. <laughs> That's going to piss a lot of people off. Did was kind of in that vein, or kind of, and who knows? He may have even inspired it. But George Jones's crew yeah. cut shit. Yeah, you know when he had that that vibe from it. But I mean, if you just look at what the how many this guy toured till the day died almost. Hundred percent. Wasn't he supposed to be? Playing he, a show he was here? supposed to, and what, what's funny going back to I keep referencing Eric. Eric Eric brought tickets to Merle Haggard. Oh yeah, that's and right. he made the comment that. Uh, well, I, I bought the tickets, you know, four months in advance, so hopefully he doesn't die before and he, I got the tickets, boom. and he died. Yep. Did his son finish out? Like, Ben uh, Ben Hager was his son. Who's, honestly, if you see Ben live, sounds exactly like his dad, plays like his dad. I mean, he toured with him. He was his lead guitar player. So right. did he finish it or no? Uh, no, the show, never, the show okay. never went on. But I do know that he was – hospice had come in, and he was dying in his house. And he made, I don't know if it was band or his family or whatever, take him into his tour bus that was parked outside so that he could die in his tour bus. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, because he's like, well, I don't know if it was because I don't want to die in the house. Because he, he had a younger wife, I think. Mm. Oh, um, sure. She was going to have to deal with it. But just <clears throat> the shit that, I mean, if you just pull, pull up like his, um, just some of his biggest track hits. Right there we go. Legend of Bonnie and Clyde, Sing Me Back Home, Working Man Blues, Okie from Muskogee, The Fight Inside of Me, You're Dancing on the Fight Inside of Me, yeah. yeah. Yep. And um, he even kind of came back a little bit later when he got older. But, I mean, when you're, you're looking at number one U.S. country hits, he had 38 of them. Yep. I mean. That's last one crazy. was in 87. Yeah, yeah, last one was in 87, but continued to tour forever. I mean, Kentucky Gambler. I mean, this he's one of when when I'm when I'm feeling in a country mood. Poncho he's and a, Lefty. Poncho and Lefty. But yeah. did he actually write that one? Or was that just a version that he did? Because I thought that was 
Obviously, Willie did a version right, of that. Right. 32 on that list of number ones. Okay. Uh, he did it with Willie Nelson. Country music artist, written by Towns Van Zant. Yep. Okay. Yeah, but um, and in the stuff that he did with them, I mean, he was almost yeah, like the right. he was almost like the fourth highway man, even though he or the fifth highway man, even though he wasn't technically, uh, technically in it. But I believe didn't he do when they did that highwayman tribute, um, at the Grammys like five or six years ago? Didn't he fill Johnny Cash's spot? I thought he did. Sounds right. I would imagine. I think because it was because they had all of Chris Christopherson looked like fucking Father Time up there, and he was like (laughs) completely out of time. But like a rough go in Blake. Or no, he filled he filled filled Waylon's spot. Mm. Who the fuck was who filled? I can't remember who filled Johnny Cash's spot. It was somebody younger or newer. I thought. But um, Blake oh, Sheldon. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, how dare you? <laughs> how Johnny, dare you stand where he stood? How dare you stand uh. where he stood? <laughs> Can we do boys around here? Let's let's fuse, <laughs> let's fuse. I am a highwayman into boys around here. That'll be let's fantastic. They were like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. So I look down here to the Grammys. I don't even know if you know this song, Joel. That's the way love goes. The Janet Jackson song. I have no idea if she That's did it. That's the way love goes. That doesn't sound Ooh, like it. That's the way love goes. Doesn't sound anything like it. <laughs> doesn't sound like it. <laughs> we'll listen to this song after the after the okay. episode, but it is just this love song. It's just I, I've um, you know I've been throwing horseshoes over my left shoulder. It's talking about you know just like having down on your luck kind of love or whatever. Again, I take us back to Kansas, man. That's that's one that uh, Trent, our uh, guitar player, did, and he just did it so good. And people just, if you talk about again, you know, uh, just people that are just straight country and and that Oklahoma, Texas, whatever. Merle is right one of the right. guys. Right. Like right. it's just right. like not even yep. a question. It's Merle Haggard. You play any Merle Haggard song in a fucking bar, people are gonna know it. They're going to yeah. request it. They're going to want it. I mean, yeah. that is... If I'm not mistaken, go up to his his Wikipedia, The Personal Life. I believe I heard this, that okay. he was in prison. Yeah. When at the show that Johnny Cash either did at Folsom Prison or, or at San Quentin. Go down, look at that. I know he, he did a couple of years... Um, oh, where's the rested here. Upon his release from San Quentin. Wow, so he was in San Quentin. Quentin. Yep. Gambling and brewing racket. Does it say anything about Johnny Cash? I thought he yes. was. Yes, here it is. Third line. He also played for the prison's country music band, uh, attributing a performance by Johnny Cash at the prison on New Year's Day. Yep, yep. As that's his what main I inspiration wow. to join it. So I know, like during his time, he would teach others mm-hmm. how to play country and stuff like that as kind of his. Uh, inspiration to to keep going and and to be better just in general. I want to say like Mama tried might have been during that time. Sixty eight. He was in. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he probably. Yeah, he caused his own mother when yeah. he was in in fifty seven. Yeah, it was, he was based in. around his time in prison and a lot of his stuff he did and you know and he was always again he just like. Working man blues, like he was right. super believable to just normal people, and he just was just because I think I, I think country. he was real. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what I fucking love. Yeah, Merle Haggard, He's one of those guys. I you mean, can just turn on and listen to for hours. Yeah. So I mean. if if uh, what what was the Dan Rather show? Yes, yes. This is a great story. The something interview. The interview. I think it might have been the interview. 
you know, Dan, well, Dan would do long form it. interviews. Uh, yes, with that was a great interview mostly. with him. And he, yeah, one of the first ones was with it Merle was, It may have been the it first one. It may have one. been the first one, but he talks very specifically. I always just, just like resonates with me. Of Merle Haggard actually opened for Bob Dylan for a very long time, uh, at least on one tour, uh-huh. right? So they're in Chicago, I think was the show that actually happened, is that Merle talks very specifically, you know, Bob Dylan's Bob Dylan. And right. even to Merle Haggard, Bob Dylan was a big deal. Right. Bob Dylan asked him specifically, well, what do you, how do you think it's going? Because at this point, Bob Dylan was... Uh, not standing up playing in front of guitar. He was playing a piano. He was right. doing some different shit or whatever. And Merle's like, well, you really, really want to know what right. I think? <laughs> yeah. He's like, the people come to see you for who you are. Get your ass up from that piano and play the songs right. that they came to see you because they deserve it. Right. And I, I always like heard him talk about that, and I just thought, that is just so genuine. Because I right. know people are like, he. if we look at like Oki from Muskogee, Muskogee in 1969, he was still playing that in... Oh, yeah. 2009. Uh, yeah, yep, yep. How many times he fucking played oh, that God. song right. and be like, here we go again. Right. But his like thought behind it was they're coming here and paying you exactly. the money for them. Exactly. For you to hear that. To yeah. It's you just hear so many times about, yep. oh, I'm so tired of playing this fucking right, song. Right. I never play it again. Yeah. And I guess uh, Bob Dylan took it like enough to heart. Uh, where he actually switched. This is what yeah. he talked about. He's like, okay. Fine. He stands and plays the piano. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a stand up keyboard. Talk about, talk about one yeah. of the most disappointing concerts I've he ever seen. He has a guitar, actually. Yeah. He plays. yeah. Merle Haggard's on the list. Oh, my God. I can't remember my second pick. Oh, my God. I remember it. What? Crazy oh, yeah. Bella. Alan Mercury. Yeah. Alan Jackson. <laughs> Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson. I'll give you this. I think Alan Jackson is legit and real, but I have not liked a single fucking song he's ever done. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't, it's not because I don't believe him. I just you just don't like. I him. just don't like him. Like, well, at least that's respectable. I mean, the, granted, the crazy battle Mercury is fucking stupid as hell, but the uh, I don't like that song. Yeah, no, well, I mean, what we're, what keep going with some of his? Uh, has he got any uh, country number ones? Drive there? Was, oh, Drive yeah. was a great song. Um, let's. I don't know where they have the ones listed on here. Regardless, doesn't matter. He's he from he's from Georgia, right? Oh, he Chattahoochee, is. Chattahoochee, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee, yeah, he gets hotter than a hoochie's coochie. <laughs> Settled for a grape snow cone. Yeah, doesn't make sense. I I uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. I don't want to nominate him. That song yeah. doesn't make sense. No, it, it does. Well, okay. So where were you I actually saw started? him. Was- I saw him maybe just a year ago. And he's just again, just straight up. Like he did a great job. Just still has that voice. I mean, he's he's gone from like superstar. I mean, he he was he was, and he has inspired a ton of people now. I mean, you talk about '90s country. Don't rock the jukebox appears to be his first um, for the album and single. Oh, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> that's not, not a fan. That's not good. Uh, no. <laughs> he, he did that with Buffett. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Buffett. I fucking yeah. hate Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> I hate him so much. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> I just had to get that out there. Nothing. I hate him. I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Power miss up, long and strong, or tall and strong, whatever. Tall and strong. strong. Make it a hurricane before I go <laughs> insane. Oh, God. It's only <laughs> half past twelve. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> care. All right. Let's quit singing. <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway. <laughs> we want people to listen to this, not yeah, turn it off. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so he's got a, a ton of hit. You know, when you just look at actually ACM awards and stuff based on some of his songs, Don't Rock Jukebox was like his a first. A lot about living it, a little about love. Yes, sir. That's that was a great song. That was a great song. I, Chattahoochee's whatever. At the time, fucking huge. It was huge. Still is <laughs> it, huge. It goes back to what you want out of your music. Right. You just listen to something. Right. You know, yeah. You're having fun. That's fine. Yeah. Drive. Drive's a great song. Good song. More about his dad and stuff yeah. like that. Midnight in Montgomery. Midnight in Montgomery is, again, fantastic. Um, you know. Music Row. Remember When is not on this. It is not. But it is my favorite song. I, I would imagine it would be. It is because um, <laughs> you have awful you things in music. <laughs> What's it, that supposed to mean? What's that supposed uh, to mean? It's it's. Uh, I've DJed some weddings. I've done some other stuff. Yeah, but like, it's... remember when is just like a hit mm-hmm. when it talks about love and talk about all that and just talking about going back and finding old love and rekindling relationships. Yep. yep. It is. Uh, Fucking fantastic! I love it. It is. It is. It is. It is a tearjerker type of song. Piece of music, in my opinion. Yeah, beautiful. It is. is. And obviously, his 2000 September 11th uh, song was great as well. Which one was that? (laughs) Yeah, right. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) Where were you in the world? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There was like 95. Do you remember? That's not. That's not it. That's That's not not it. it. That is. Have you forgotten by Daryl Worley? Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alan Jack. So he's legit country guy. Fun. Yeah. Fun fact about him. He actually puts on like where he lives at. He actually puts on a annual concert. I don't know. He doesn't. Way down yonder. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so where he actually lives at, uh, part of his deal because of, of where he built his um, house or something like that. That's not in Nashville, right? Yeah. He has a deal with those people where he actually puts on uh, a show for them every year. Really? Every year. Yeah. It's part of his uh, part of his deal. So. My favorite actual song that he does, which is not an actual Alan Jackson song, it's a cover, is The Blues Man. Mm. That's originally, I think Hank Williams Jr. actually did that song, but it it talks basically about an old rundown person uh, who sings and stuff like that, just spent his life in bars, a bunch of uh, old broken relationships, um, to where he's kind of basically ruined his life. You know, through mm-hmm. through this type of this type of life, whatever. Blues man, again, if it's an off the beaten path Alan Jackson cover of a song, fucking fantastic. If you like remember when the blues man is one hundred percent up your up your avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh summertime blues. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Mercury blues is I, that might be one of my favorites. Really? Uh, overall, you don't like that song. I couldn't be honest with you, I'd have to hear it because I, I yeah. normally when Alan Jackson pops on, I'm realize I'm on the wrong radio station. You, oh. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Kyle, you playing with my presets again, you little you fucking with my presets in the truck. Uh, a good one, he joins Ash actually on Zach Brown song was As She's Walking oh, Away. That was a great song, that's a really good song. I like really, Zach Brown, I do like Brown. Zach Brown, like yeah. harmonies on that, the, the melody and stuff like that are really fantastic. If I'm just pulling up like Apple Music, of course. Five o'clock somewhere is the number one song right, that's been right, downloaded. Right. Stuff like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, Gone Country. 
That's not bad. That's a good Sing song. Down country. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, top ten. <laughs> top eight. Top eight download. Little bitty. Uh, uh, yeah, it's about, right. It's about be little bitty. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Could be. That's what he actually said. So yeah, Alan Jackson. I think I live it on love. He's definitely. About he's, de- yeah. he's definitely. He's yeah. definitely chasing neon rainbow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All great songs. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Alan Jackson's on the list. Kyle, your second. I'm gonna catch some uh, heat for this. Hey, I don't think you guys are. like him very hey, much, but I do. Tim McGraw. Oh, okay. God. I think he's got some good stuff. Again, I'm the Indian not outlaw. He's, he is See, I, I don't Garth like Brooks 2.0. <laughs> Only not, he didn't write his Let songs. him explain. All right, go ahead. Calm down. I don't like his hoo-ha music. I like his slower country song. Yeah. And he's got some good ones. Um, I'm trying to think of the... Uh, <laughs> actually, something like that is pretty damn good song. <laughs> I actually kind of like that song. It's pretty yeah. damn catchy. Yeah. Uh, um, but he's got some slower stuff that's actually pretty good, in my opinion. I know you guys probably have we confirmed that. whether or not he has AIDS now or not. What? <laughs> he does not have AIDS. Like, what are you talking about? Joke. Remember, he lost all that weight. Yeah, he got really he, fit. He's like, looked like he was sick. Apparently, <laughs> that means you got AIDS. Yeah, <laughs> Tim McGraw has AIDS. Yeah. No, um, yeah, he. I mean, I, I like uh, I like that one you just said. Uh, something like something that. like that. Something like that's a great song. Um, let's see. Go down uh, to his uh, song. There, it's your love with Faith Hill ain't bad. It's your love is not bad. That's what I'm saying. I like his slower stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Feel like a rock star. Don't Kitty take Kissing. the girl. Is that? Don't take the girl. Was good. Uh, I didn't like that yeah. one. Did you like live like you were dying? I did. It's not my favorite of his. But it's a good song. How do you feel about Red Ragtop uh, oh. or like Shotgun Rider? Red Ragtop is that's where you like that one. I love that song. That was uh, nothing two, like a good abortion song. Yeah, I was like, two, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was two thousand five, two thousand five with him because I remember that, was, that album came one. out when uh, everywhere back from Afghanistan. Just to see you, smile, a place in the fantastic. sun. That was his big album, right? Yes. I well, I mean, he had a bunch of big he's albums, had, but. That was when he went into like super stardom. Yeah. If you're reading this is a good song. Bring on the rain. Ugh, I hated that song too. I don't like that one. Let's make love. Yeah. You lost your virginity to that song, right? No. <laughs> no? Okay. He lost it to Red Ragtop. Yeah, that's, right. um, <laughs> that's why the abortion happened. Yeah. Listen, listen to the song. <laughs> no, uh, let's talk about his real talent though. Uh, uh okay. Friday Night Lights. <laughs> I do love that movie. He looks good in I it. Do he's love he's not a bad movie. actor. He isn't because again he's acting like a country music player. I didn't know he was in. I don't remember him in Four Christmases. Oh yeah, he's uh Vince Vaughn's brother. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and he's playing with the kids and the uh, the shack. Isn't that that like religious movie? I'm pretty sure it is where the, the guy's like kid daughter gets killed in like some shack and he's wanting to kill somebody and some like angel shows up. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have a, a big woman. part in it, but in the blind side, country strong. All right. Country strong's a good one, which uh, everybody who likes country music said was awful because they couldn't take Gwyneth Paltrow seriously. I never yeah. saw it. It's actually not, um, bad. not a bad movie. Yeah. I mean, he's a huge star. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got some good songs in my opinion. The T-Mac and the he's placing some. He's got uh, Faith Hill, who Joel called. Yeah. What do you call her? Like the chipmunk? Yeah, the chipmunk. That's right. She looks like a fucking chipmunk on heroin. 
Huh? That's what, yeah. <laughs> interesting thought. I think she's pretty attractive. But. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I've seen some rough, rough pictures of her. Ooh. I'm sure. Ryan, I like Ryan it. Kaspinski, she sang the national anthem at one of the Super Bowls. Yeah. And um, I had said stuff about her. I'm like, I bet she's like a druggie. And then Ryan Kaspinski just like lit up and looked at me. He's like, what did you just say? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's a druggie. He goes, I was at the, he was on the Super Bowl grounds crew. Oh. And uh, he was there and he saw her come out to like sound check. For the halftime show, he goes. She looked like a fucking heroin addict when he saw that. Like her <laughs> eyes were like black all over, and he's like, "I could not believe hmm. how fucking busted she looked." It was like, yeah, because she's a druggie, and I'm sticking to it. And her husband has AIDS. So, <laughs> who is your? What's your favorite? I mean, I, I'm seeing here like the cowboy in me. That is a that, real, is, that a, is a great song. That is a great song. My favorite though, Tim might or not. Be, I'm an Indian outlaw. Might be just to see you smile. Half Cherokee mm-hmm. and Choctaw. That's a great song. Look at that. Look at yeah. that beautiful face. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Look at that. At that. Oh, oh my gosh. goodness. Yes. Don't get that, that plan. Oh, we won't get it planned. Oh, oh my god. What's what is going this? On Ads and shit. Ooh, That's real. Wow. Look at the quality of that TV. Wow. Um, <laughs> Indian Outlaw. Oh yeah. But uh, right. also uh, the son of uh, yes. Phillies and Mets pitcher Tug McGraw. Yeah. A bastard son of Did Tug not McGraw. know that. You didn't know that? Really? No. He's his actually, mom his mom had a fling. Isn't he from Florida, Tim McGraw? His mom actually uh I know he's a big LSU fan. Maybe. I'm not sure. I know I know that his mom had a affair with Tug McGraw when Tug McGraw was in spring training. And uh yep, Delhi, Louisiana. Yep. Had a had had an affair, believe is how the story goes, had an affair with Tug McGraw when he was in spring training down there and got knocked up, and Tug McGraw was like den- not denying that it was his kid. And they were getting ready to do some settlement to pay for Tim's, when he was like a teenager, to pay for his uh, college. Because, and then Tim McGraw said, if we, if we do this, everybody's putting stipulations in this, I want to I see Tug McGraw one more time. If, uh, and he said that he walked into this meeting and Tug McGraw saw him and saw how much he looked like him and just said, we're calling this whole thing off. Like, yeah. and, then, and then ended up having a relationship with him yeah. after actually, until he died. He has a song called Grown Men Don't Cry. Uh-huh. And it's about, there's a line in it that says, my daddy wasn't around. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, because his daddy wasn't around. Really? He denied him being his son for a while. And, of course, he was a baseball player, so he wasn't around. So. Yeah, yeah, no clue. Yeah, all right. He's Tim. a really good pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Man. Oh I think yeah, he got the final out in a World Series. Sixty nine yeah. Miracle Mets. I met Tug McGraw in uh, at Kiln Creek Golf Course in uh, Hampton, Virginia. Nice. They were doing a, a the Orioles and the Miracle Mets from sixty nine were in like nineteen ninety four. We're doing a twenty fifth anniversary game at Harbor Park for the Norfolk Tides, and we got to go down to, to Kiln Creek and hang out at this uh, golf course while all the guys played golf before it, and we got autographs with all the dudes as they nice. came through. So it was pretty cool. All right, Tim McGraw's on the list. All right. Could you eat some pussy? <laughs> my third, sorry, my second. I apologize. I'm going to go with the original Texas man. <laughs> the last few Texas men ever. 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 I think he's from Texas. 
George Strait. He is. <laughs> he is. I was like, that'd have been really embarrassing yeah. if I didn't know that. Yeah. George, George Strait is George George Strait is the epitome of real country cowboy artist God, from is. Petite, Texas. He's sixty eight years old. Heard he's not super exciting in concert because he you know he just kind of he doesn't nope. have to be because his songs are so awesome. But he is the king of country. Yeah. yeah. Like yep. straight up. Right. That's and what he's known as. I, I went through and I I'll be honest with you, where I first like fell in love with the guy was uh, me and Amanda and our first trip that we ever took to the West Coast. We drove down like through Memphis, through Arkansas, through Texas. And in Texas, she played, is his album something about the 50... 15 it's he's got an yeah, out, 50 greatest hits 50 greatest at the, at hits the time yeah, yeah. At 50 the time, number ones 50 number yeah. ones and she played we played that entire thing all the way from from Texarkana like the second we went into Texas all the way to Dallas and then up as far as as far as that thing went until it ran out and it was like man like this is like this dude cuz I never really knew a whole lot about him you know you hear people talking about George Strait all the time but he had so many fucking hits i mean when you talk about and just how just he he there's no bullshit with him. He plays, he sings his songs. Right. He's awesome. He sounds great doing it. He's legit country. Mm-hmm. Um well when you drive through Amarillo, you have to look Absolutely. Amarillo, Amarillo by morning. Yeah. I mean it's just what you do. I mean when when you're looking at pull up that pull up that 50, 50 number ones, whatever he's got, if it's on there that that might not be listed because it's a compilation. Yeah. But, but um or or his number ones if you can find it. Um but he uh I mean just he, I'm a real by morning. Yeah, so All my exes live in testing. 60. That's what I thought. I thought it was 60, but it is. Yeah, he's up to 60 now. It's 60 wrong. now? Yeah. But I mean, oh, it'd be better if he had a whole list of it. Um. <laughs> well, that, that was. Well, no, it yeah, but it was a whole long, uh, whole deal with that. Was, oh, God. The Beatles. All George Street's number ones, Texas Monthly. 33 year recording career. It's gonna sift through all of them too. It's not gonna be actually listed out. But anyways, no, bunch, no, no, no. Of, but now, bunch, bunch of bunch of fantastic fucking songs, legit real ones. Um, click here for a complete guide to all the number ones. Oops, oops, not gonna can't get find you. Damn it, we got no whole deal with that. Um, there we go. Maybe I hate everything. Full hearted memory. Yeah, there you go. Let's fall to pieces together. Um. Keep going now. Oceanfront property. Oceanfront property. Yes. I mean, All my exes yeah. live in Texas. Yeah, Baby Blue. Yeah. Now, The Chair is one of my favorites. That's I don't know so if you know good. that song, Joel, or not. So but good. It is kind Keep of a now. little undergrounder song. It is. Ace in the Hole. Ace in Love the Hole. Without Ending. So, man. Ace in the Hole is a great song because it's got the fiddle and the pedal steel playing off each other and everything. It's a super he, popular he, live song. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does. Yeah, cross my heart. He does use an exceptional hole. amount uh, uh, of the no. of the of the pedal steel, and that I, I have to battle that with my natural instinct to <laughs> so not like it. That's why you don't like but George Jones. No, no I know. <laughs> not George Jones. Stop loving her today. Yeah, it's well, like this fucking song. God, so everyone said. Everyone is like. <laughs> Somebody told me, if, if, like saying you don't like George Jones in, in a country music fan is like saying you're a rock a rock fan who hates the Rolling Stones. Like, how do you not like that right. person? You know, but um, living and living well. I mean, yeah, he's got a he I just has a whole, a whole Cheyenne. fucking bunch. Of, yeah, mm-hmm. I can still make Cheyenne. Uh, just legit, believable, solid. I mean, no, nothing. A lot of artists you listen to, you're like, oh, I don't like that song or I hate that song. He doesn't do anything that's bad. Right. Nothing. Even like his worst songs are not bad. It's like an actor that's not does anything bad when he's 
Right. Playing a part. Exactly. Exactly. He's like Bill Murray. He just does nothing bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So leave you with Except a smile was his 50th number one. That was the number 50. Yeah. Sure so I heard smile so good. just, uh, I, I know that song because there was a big push in the industry. Uh, at that time, I had heard, um, this was probably when I actually hear this, probably 2006, 2007, kind of how that actually came to be, that She'll Leave You With a Smile wasn't super pushed by the industry, but the industry itself was just so behind George Strait hitting that 50th number one mm, right. that they would actually, like, you know. Everybody thinks of like country stations and pop right, stations. Right. Like, oh, they play this shit all the time. Yeah. It's the same stuff on over. They legit did that to push George Strait up to number one. So he would get his yeah, cooking the books a little bit. Yeah. So this radio station that I was uh, I was on talking with with some different stuff. They told me that story about how that fiftieth number one actually like really happened really fast for him hmm. was because the radio station super pushed it just so he would get there, but. It's George Strait, so it's okay. It's still a good song. Yeah, Julie yeah. Smile is a great song, and he doesn't like he's up there. He's he's that he's not Garth. He's opposite of Garth Brooks right, a little right. bit to where he's up he there. He lets the songs do the talking. He lets the songs do the talking. He's not going to move a lot. He's not going to play his guitar a lot either. Or if he does, he just plays it in a single chord or two, yeah. three chords and strums, and then forgets to strum, and then you know he <laughs> just right. does it to do it. You but, know, yeah. it's just he which just, is very prototypical of country music is anymore. Very it's, much like that. Well, mostly they don't play, yeah, right, at all. Right. But he is more issues I have with it. But <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But he is he is he's the king of country. I mean, he is the best. He's at sixty number ones right now. I mean, all of his songs. Every rule about morning's great. Yep. So you guys talked about uh, difference between living and living well, and then uh, again, I'll go back to on. Wound was his first single ever. That was the number one. His first number one was Unwound. Uh, and again, fiddle forward song, mm-hmm. just like Texas and stuff like that. Very, very forward with that. And then uh, The Chair, though, is just That's so good. Yeah. It, it, it's literally about telling another guy, That's my girl. That, right. That's what it's about. You're sitting, excuse me. I believe you're in my chair. Yeah. Basically, he's, he's telling telling the woman, you know, he's basically about to take her, you take her for the night. Here, I'm leaving you screwing this other But uh, <laughs> again, if you talk about requested songs and what people want to hear, you know, in the in the Midwest, oh, yeah. in the country stuff, I'm it's going to be... Check yes or no is up there. It is, but we always played Unwound. We had the chair on repeat. Oh. You know, there's some other ones there. Uh, but it was always you got to do George Strait. You mm-hmm. have to if you're going to be successful. You have to do it and do it well. Yeah, and JD did. He did. Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> oh, this is going to be tough. Sling blade. George Strait is on the list. George Strait is on the list. So here we're, we go. Yeah, we're, we're running a little low on time. I, so we're I gonna, know, let's keep it to three. We'll do the yeah, other ones. We're going to keep it to three. And I know again, we're going to leave people out. We'll have to go back through and clean some of this up. But if producer Dustin is listening to what he wants to listen to and who he likes to listen to, my third pick would be Dwight Yoakam. Yes, sir. Uh, Bakersfield mm-hmm. sound. Uh, Buck Owens. He had Buck Owens on some of his songs, actually. But take out the acting career stuff, which I think he actually does pretty damn well with as well. Oh, 100%. Um, <laughs> and he's from Columbus, Ohio. It's yeah, very true. He is. Yeah, that's cool. He's from Ohio, so we got you know the local ties there. But I have just always, again, I'm hurting Linda. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> discography wise yeah. and just like what I like to hear in my country. He does it. He has that old school feel. Mm-hmm. Like when he came out, I remember he's got that low, low hat kind of covering his eyes. Yeah. He's got those super free. He's got that little California stuff yeah. to him. That flair again. Yeah, that hair little going. the hair going. The longer hair. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people were doing that. Now they're doing mullets back then. You talk about achy breaky heart and stuff like yeah. that. Mullets is probably, but not just straight long hair. Mm-hmm. And he would sit up there and just with those tight freaking jeans that. A lot of chicks loved White Yoakum back then, but I just loved his sound. Like, again, just an artist you can believe in where he's had a lot of influence, a lot of people. I like the Bakersfield stuff. Um, I, I I just loved White Yoakum. I, I do. I've seen him live multiple times, and I he is fucking fantastic. Awesome. I can listen to his entire, um, entire album. Um, and Guitars just, and Cadillacs. Hillbilly music. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fucking it. love it. Dude, we, he was great. I and love it. This, the sound, his sound guys are dialed in too, mm-hmm. man. I saw him in. I, we saw him in Memphis. Yep. And we saw. I saw him in uh, in Louisville at uh, at. Um, oh fuck! What's the festival down there? Not um, not Bourbon and Beyond. It was Forecastle. Okay. Yeah, okay. he was down there at Forecastle, and he was great at that too, man. Just yeah, I mean, he's he's that Bakersfield style, you know, and, and just I love the. I love the electric guitar use in it. It's not. It's not. It's yeah. almost like they replace almost rock guitar in there, in opposed to like the pedal steel. It is. It is that again. That is a Bakersfield sound, though. How they do that is that that low that that if he hits that low E string, uh-huh. it's got that dwam wow yeah I'm back. It's just it, it's fucking fantastic. Uh, I sing Dixie. Again, if we're talking about offbeat songs, I sing Dixie. It's one of my favorites. It's slow song. Again, heavy fiddle, all this other fun stuff. And you can be as fast as me. Yeah, fast <laughs> as you. Guitar honky talk man. Little sister. Little sister. Fucking fan. I mean, these are fun songs. They're good country oh, yeah. songs. Oh yeah. He does. I love his cover of Suspicious Minds. Oh yeah. He does a great job that is with such it. Such a good song. I mean, it's a timeless song. You know, oh, Elvis yeah. all the way back. You mm-hmm. know, but it's just I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I, and Fast as You, Thousand Miles from Nowhere. Oh, that's so good. I love all his songs. Like I can't like hate on the dude. And like I've just if I again. My favorites, what I'm going to pick, what I'm going to pull up and listen to. I'm giving you three of these. It's going to be Dwight Yoakam. Yep. It is. Yeah. It is for me. I'm sorry. I know there's going to be like, <laughs> oh, my how God. How did you, you leave? Why did you pick right. George Jones? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my, my grandma on my dad's side, Nanny, would freaking roll over. <laughs> she she did like Dwight Yoakam, but when she... Timmy D is going to be pissed when he hears this episode. Yeah. <laughs> He He's probably will. I mean, but like lover. she started me on the good country path. And, you know, we'll talk about an honorable, honorable mentions here in a little bit. But, you know, when she that that's the reason I love country. Like we would travel down to Tennessee. We put on these tapes and we listen to different things. You know, she didn't necessarily listen to White Yoakum. Right. But we're listening to um, Conway Twitty. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind uh, of guys. George oh, Jones. God. Like she, it was just. <laughs> Oh, that yeah. was on. It was. It was. It was on repeat uh, all the time, back and forth. And you know, she's the one who really introduced me to this country music. And I, I've just have never 
let it go. I do love rock. I love, you know, Kickstart My Heart, again, is, is, is with me <laughs> all the time. Money. Eddie Money. I love it. But if, like, if you're going to go to my soul and what makes me feel good, it's going to be this stuff here. Yeah. yeah. It will. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Cool, cool. Dwight Yoakam on the list. Good pick. Kyle, your third and final. Willie Nelson. Willie. Yes, sir. Willie. I like Willie Nelson. Nelson. There's some of Blue it. Eyes cry. There's some that uh, some that he loses me on. Some of it, like, yeah, but there's some, some really good songs of his that I like. Mm. I really love. Uh, um, ain't it funny how time slips I don't away? Know what my favorite by him would be? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, ain't it funny how time slips away? His one, of, it's one of his. It's like slower ballady ones. Um. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of the originals, man. He's and he's still still trucking. How old is that yeah. fucker now? Eighty six or something? It's the weed and the biodiesel. Yeah, that's Keeps right. Going. That's right. How much? <laughs> I remember when a dime bag used to cost a dime. <laughs> Eighty seven. Yeah. Born in thirty three. Jesus Christ! My goodness. Yeah, he. Um, I I saw him a few years ago Look at Farm Aid. And yeah, it's just not the same. Right. Like they don't, you know. They he was never particularly that great of a guitar player. They said I've heard things about him saying that he's like the hardest person in history that everybody talks about to sing with because he to do harmonies with just because his his voice is so you know off and his yeah, timing so is different. weird. His timing has always been super it is very different. behind. Like yeah, it's like uh, uh, definitely definitely a different. Uh, he wasn't known as a bad guitar player. I mean, no, he, he wasn't bad. So, he yeah, does a lot of yeah. solo stuff for himself. Yeah, but I mean, he still does that now. That's pretty much all he does. They don't even. He doesn't even play rhythms anymore. He just oh my god, plays around on it. Just look at this. So Crazy. what I pulled up here is songs that Willie Nelson has, has written. written. I mean, I'm just scrolling. They have and to scroll- be and alphabetized. Yeah. Because yeah, so many just songs. absolutely crazy, and he is. I mean, again, I know thirty-seven songs. We talk about you know why I picked Dwight Yoakam, but I know he's not Willie Nelson. <laughs> A lot of people be whatever, but I mean, it's wow. Yeah. No place for me, man with the blues. Wait me when it's over. Am I blue? Just a hell of a career. A lot of blue. Blue oh, eyes yeah. crying, blue. blue this, yeah. blue that. Blue eyes crying. Blue eyes crying. That's a 50s, a 60s. George on my mind. Yeah. yeah. Always on my mind. Always on my mind. Whiskey River. I love that song. Yeah. That is a funky. You talk about weird timing and stuff like that. If you do it true Willie Nelson style, Willie Nelson the family stuff, that is a funky song because it cuts to like half time, back to full time. It just it it is it is very funky. My like heroes have always like been cowboys. Though. Yeah, City of New Orleans. That's a good one. That's an actual really good fucking song. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's. I mean, that thing with Merle. he kind of almost. You talk about Garth being in his own category. Willie's kind of in his he own is. category yeah. too. Because he's uh, was he from like Austin? Yeah, he's from Texas. I can't remember what it said. It it wasn't like direct Austin, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mendocino County line. What's that from? Nineties and two thousands. Yeah, and then he did. He did a lot of. He did a lot of uh, uh, duet shit later. Yeah, with some of that. Mm-hmm. What did he do that shit with? Yeah, what does that say? Bon Jovi, Nora Jones. He did the. Uh, of course, he Leanne did. Womack. He did the Grave Digger cover from Dave Matthews. Yeah. Which I was not a fan of. I have not heard it. Oh, he did uh, one of Coldplay's The, the Scientists. The scientists. Yeah. He's he's kind of he's kind of doing a uh, an American recordings type thing where okay. he's doing a lot of covers of newer stuff. Yeah, where he uh, just breathes. That's the that's the Pearl, Pearl Jam one. Pearl Jam. 
Oh, shit. I wonder yeah. what hell. I, I didn't even know he did that. Yep. I haven't heard that version, actually. Yeah, he uh, he's he's got a bunch of them on there. I've heard you'll hear him over the uh, you'll hear him over Spotify and shit like that. Was that I'm moving out? Is that the the Billy Joel one go up? Let's hope so. I'm moving out right there. Willie and the boys moving on. Oh, moving out. Sorry, yeah. I thought that said I'm moving out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks I mean, like if you go down 2020, it looks like he did it under pressure. Yep. With Karen oh Hell yeah. You did. Oh God, I wonder what wow. that sounds like. Uh, probably not. Great. Yeah. We're going to have to catch probably him. Probably not. So great. In 2020. Yeah, but then. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> He's like 100 years old. Yeah. yeah. So if you uh, collaboration, though, like Good Hearted Woman, like that is a synonymous song mm-hmm. with, with Willie Nelson, obviously Waylon and Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Poncho and Lefty, there it is. That, Merle again. That is, that is huge. That is a great song. Oh Seven yeah, Seven, yeah. With Ray Charles, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Willie Nelson, Lukenbach, Texas. On the list. Hey, you stop it. Okay. <laughs> Willie Nelson is yes, on the list. My third and final. Willie's partner in crime, the one and only ten thousand dollar a day cocaine habit. Mr. Waylon Jennings. I uh, love him. One of the last love true him. men That's left it. in the world. Besides That's Fat Joel. 10,000. That's it. Oh, yeah. Just a good old boy. Yeah. So I mean, good. not only did he do the Dukes of Hazard theme song, which is manly enough for him to be on this <laughs> I list I know, anyway. but it, it is like the most, uh, I don't know. It what, That that song would be like, I don't know, on down the list, I would think. Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up To Be Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some uh, Luke and Bach, Texas. We got uh, uh, Amanda. My wife is named after yeah. the Waylon Jennings song, Amanda. Really? Yes, she no, is. Uh, just legit. Like, oh, you know, yeah. didn't fuck around with anything. He just didn't. He was as real as it about. got. You ever seen that picture of him meeting Nancy Reagan and he's no. smoking a cigarette in the White House? Fuck yes. Oh, yeah. It's the look. Look up. Uh, what did he die? He what did he die of? He, he smoked. Did he die of cancer? No, Smoking and drinking past. led to whoa. diabetes, worse, turns, blah, 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 blah. Sleep diabetic complications Six at the age of 64. Six a day smoking habit. That's a man right there. Jesus. Same year he underwent surgery to improve his left leg's blood circulation. He was a fucking mess. He had the diabetes. Six pack Got his foot amputated. You're basically constantly smoking. I don't know uh, how you'd stop. Like, yeah. Addiction. Does it say... Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. Wake up. Sorry. Jesus Does it say... Uh, does it say... Uh, this is the entertainment uh, industry. I know. We were, we were day drinking, so um, this is the <laughs> entertainment industry. <laughs> 27 grams. Your colleague that contained 27 grams of cocaine. DEA and the police searched Jennings' recording studio, but found no evidence. It doesn't say anything about what he would say. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Fifteen hundred dollars a day. Oh. Jennings claimed he had spent okay, I thought it was ten thousand. That's not as impressive. Bankrupt with a debt up to two point five. Because of his cocaine habit. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Played a telecaster, even more awesome. Uh yeah. Man, real man. Pull up that picture of him. Just just Google Google Waylon Jennings, Nancy Reagan. Okay. It's so one of the coolest. While we're doing this, um, did you ever see who's the guy who does uh, Mike Judge? Yeah. Did you ever see that he does an animated series uh, he does over a over bunch artists? Of animated I know. Besides Beavis and Butthead, <laughs> but he specifically does one about I think country artists. 
I think I've heard something about that. He does one over Waylon that's like a two, like he basically does a discography okay. type of lifestyle thing, but he does an animated series. Okay. Um, you you got to see it. Like, um, it, it's freaking fantastic. It talks about, I, I don't know how to spell Waylon anymore. W-A-Y-L-O-N. Yeah, there we go. Images. Yeah, images. There it is. Just maybe it's no, maybe it's it's Rosalind Carter. My bad. He's <laughs> me. You're in the White House smoking a cigarette. That is fucking awesome. It is Rosalind. Carter. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Rosalind Carter. Um, Wasn't Nancy the one that had the just say no? Oh yeah, she, that was her. Yeah, thing. They're they're there. That's one of the greatest pictures ever. Is that a smoking jacket? <laughs> Looks like it. Looks awesome. He shows up to Jimmy Carter's place with freaking crutches. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that was Willie. I'll be damned. That is. Yeah. That's Willie. Yeah. They I just uh, used to see Willie as Ronald Reagan. See, this is the this is the Mike Judge thing. Oh, wow. okay. Tales from the tour bus is Tales what that's from the called. Tour bus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll have to check that out. It's fucking good. Yeah, it's <laughs> just great seeing like, but but Waylon Waylon was like always that like super sweaty drug fueled live performance. He was like the country version answer to to Joe Cocker. Oh, like yeah, it was yeah. just always just like Sweating drenched and... sweat. <laughs> he looked like he was on the biggest bender ever because he yeah. was. Yeah, I know, I know, because he was real. Yeah, I love Waylon. That Joe Cocker video of him at Woodstock is outstanding. Oh, I know. Just sweaty. Yeah, just hell. out of his fucking mind. Hair just glistening. I, I think I want to try that cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they? Cock story. Yeah. Sure? So my uh, obviously good hearted woman is really good. Lukenbach, Texas. Mama's only crazy, baby. But it's always been crazy. That is a great freaking song, Amanda. Just because your wife. Right. It actually is a good song. Yeah. I really like. Are you sure Hank done it this way? Yeah. And that is just. It, it is like a throw in the shade of what. The Nashville scene was becoming. Uh-huh. It was like an early type of thing. Like right. he's saying, you know, back old school. Are you sure Hank would have done it this way? That's what the whole song is about. Yeah. About, yeah. yeah. About because that was when like the glitter and like the just shiny the Porter suits, Wagner, the rhinestone, the Wag- started, the rhinestone yeah. stuff was coming out. And that was like his answer to it. Yeah. Great song. Drinking and dreaming. Lucille. He Lucille. would not like modern country. Today. He would he not. He would not. That's why he actually uh, died. He yeah, knew it was no. coming. He, he knew was it was done. coming, so he was done, done with this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Me a lighter. Brown-eyed, handsome man. Hell oh. yeah. Can't forget about that one. Yeah. Yeah, he was fucking awesome. Absolutely. Waylon. On the list. All right. If you had a, uh, if you had some honorable mentions that wouldn't that would that you would throw on here, who would you have? On I mean, there? I have multiple. Are we just doing one? Yeah, just just throw one. If you if there was if you had another spot, what would you have put on there? Uh, Randy Travis. Randy Travis. Pre uh, drunk DUI. Yeah. See, I, I actually naked. prefer him after that. <laughs> he went for my Jesus. He went into CBS yeah. naked yeah. to buy cigarettes. Yeah, and he was like out of his fucking mind, and he realized he didn't have a wallet because he didn't have any underwear on, and he was just completely naked. That's that's fucking party. That's your right Randy there. Travis. Yeah, Did he have a stroke Travis. or something? Head, yes, that's yeah. why. Yeah, he can't sing. He can't. I thought he was walk sl- starting to do it again. He's getting. I mean, he can walk by himself. I yeah. think now at this point, but he can he can talk a little bit. Like mm-hmm. it was bad enough where he couldn't even talk. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's not going to be able to sing again or whatever. But um, he's sixty one. I could have sworn I saw a thing I, where he was starting to sing again. Uh, if he. 
did. I, I have not seen that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think yeah. he's back yet. I think he's going to try, but I, I don't know. Yeah. When did he have his stroke? George Jones tried. That didn't work out yeah. so well. Yeah. So did Merle Haggard's mama. The hell? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was three or four years ago he was in real bad yeah. health. I remember seeing him and just be like, holy shit. He's in seven episodes of Touched by an Angel. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, But, you know, for... He was in National Treasure 2, I believe. Was he? Yeah. Legal Uh, issues in 2012. Illness. Unclothed man. He responded to a call of an unclothed man was lying in the road. Troopers reported that they'd arrived to find Travis unclothed and smelling of alcohol. Texas Highway Patrol said that Travis crashed his car in a construction zone. That when they attempted to apprehend him, Travis threatened the lives of the troopers. Travis was subsequently arrested for driving while intoxicated in terroristic threat against a public servant. Posted bail only about a twenty-one thousand. I I believe there is video of this. That's yeah, is there it? is. That's what we said earlier in the same evening prior to the DUI arrest. Travis allegedly walked into a Tiger Mart convenience store naked, demanding cigarettes from the cashier, who in turn called authorities. According to the store clerk, Travis left the store upon realizing he did not have any money to pay for the cigarettes. Let's get Randy Travis wasted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try. Um, but uh, the main song, and Kyle and I were talking about this before the episode, would be I Told You So, is just probably his best. So good. I, oh, I don't know. Three wouldn't cross. I'm, good. I, I just never got into that. Yeah. Maybe it's just the right. Religion connection for me, but the I told you so. Just suppose I called you up tonight and told you that I love you. Mm -hmm. You just start a song that way, yeah. And just the his voice, he was like probably the first country guy to have that baritone voice Mm -hmm. and just really command. He was obviously extremely good. My grandma loved Randy Travis because you know he was good looking. You know, whatever. Right. But that he had that baritone voice and, and kind of set uh, the table for like Josh Turner and others yes, to come around. Deep, just... That deep, deep, deep voice. But yeah, to do me. Do you like uh, Carrie Underwood's version of I Told You So? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it was good too. I do. And I, I just I like think that Randy came in on like the third or fourth verse there at the end. Yeah. Where it really brought it. It, it is just. Um, it is just that good of a fucking song. Yeah, like really to is. me, it's it's. I don't know why. Like it's just has a super like emotionally to me. It just grabs you by the fucking throat mm-hmm. and makes and commands you to freaking listen to it and understand the message and stuff. So that's why uh, to me it, it it is his best. I get the three wooden crosses thing. It, it was a huge hit for him, but yeah. uh, forever and ever, amen. Another one. You know, I'm gonna go more older Randy Travis than of course. than newer for sure. Just again, the grandma connection and those those are the tapes that I would listen to as a child. So yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, he Randy was great. Travis. Who would yours be, Kyle? Uh, I'm gonna go a little more modern, not completely modern, but Brad Blake Paisley. Shelton. Oh, I'm no. sorry, <laughs> I do like some Blake Shelton, but <laughs> Brad Paisley. Paisley. Good guitar player. I That's love, the extent yeah. of all the credit I'll give him. He is a great <laughs> guitar player. And funny commercials with Peyton Manning. And funny. Yep, he's very <laughs> funny. Um, I don't like his. I don't like his like beer drinking songs. I like his emotional. Like uh, "Letter to Me" is a great song. Okay. In my opinion, what's the one about his grandpa or something? His papaw. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking. I don't think he's got one about. I his thought grandpa. he did. It was about somebody dying. I can't well, remember. Well, I mean, you've got a lot. I mean, you're saying you don't like the song Alcohol? I don't. 
Okay, that's I, fine. I but really you, you said drink, you know, alcohol related song. Right. I figured you say you're not talking about whiskey lullaby because no, that, that is, is a, a gorgeous fucking great song. song. That is a gorgeous. Oshner song. would always defend him and be like, "He's trying to be funny. That's why his song lyrics are silly." And I'd just be like, "I don't believe you." When, when, I, <laughs> when I talk about beer drinking songs, I mean like the party, like just the. Like alcohol, that's just a novelty. Yeah, like, it's a novelty song. I don't, I don't like. It's that. well written though. Yeah, like mean, he fine. connects all yeah, the. If that's what you want, but yeah. I like my country music to be, you know, depressing. Like the same slower. thing about Juilliard. There, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I've see always either. heard this. I swear to God, I've never heard that in my life. That he went to Juilliard. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it either. I'm not either. Hmm. Yeah. Guess I made that shit up. The uh, but he is a great guitar. Player. No, he is a great guitar player. Um, and and some of my favorite is Old Alabama. Yeah, that is like a, a true testament to his guitar playing. It's kind of like I told you so when Alabama comes in for that last verse there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I love that song. Uh, when I get to where I'm going, that's yep. a good one. Dolly that's a good one. is a fantastic mm-hmm. one. Wrapped around is a super popular song. I actually like yeah, that one a lot. Uh, and then like a cover one that um, Charlie introduced me to with Brad Paisley was You'll ne- Never Leave Harlan Alive, which is a cover, but that's actually a really good song that he does as well. And Kyle's favorite, Mud on the Tires. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that one's not bad. Yeah, I, I don't, letter, I don't share to, any affection for this guy. <laughs> I never have. Letter to Me is my favorite song. That is a good song. Though. That's a great song. Yeah. Um, he had, what was the, like, what? he had another big hit too. Oh, um, had several. Oh, yeah, but I'm trying to think hits. of the one that I can't. I really can't stand. Oh, you don't like the one where... Uh, oh, the, the man he didn't have to be yeah, or whatever the fuck. That one is awful. Talking about being the dad to a kid that's not his. Uh, I forget the name of that. Not when I get to where I'm going. We, um, She's Everything. Did you like that She's one? She's Everything is good. That's yeah. a good song. Little Moments is all right. Joel just hates it all. Yeah, yeah I hate it all. I don't know why. I can't stand him. Yeah, I never have. Never liked him. I remember Dan, our friend Dan Oster was a huge fan of him. It would, it would always awesome. Play, uh, awesome. Well, Dan also liked awful music. But um, we'll talk about that tomorrow when Timmy's here. <laughs> um, they, they like to argue about who has the worst yeah. music. Everyone Collective does, soul. Uh, oh, boy. My wife has a good taste in music. And I, I would go out of my way to, to give her shit for it. Um, I'm trying to think. Anyone else? I think feel like it. producer Dustin has good taste in music. I don't know. I don't know about any of that. But uh, if we were doing, if we were throwing a third one out or a fourth one out there as an honorable mention, I'd probably go Mr. Travis Tritt. I like, uh, I like Mr. Travis I Tritt. Do like yes. Travis Tritt. Yeah, uh, uh, he's one of the few uh, of the of the ones post nineteen ninety that who, who's been around. Then yeah, great to be alive. alive. T r o u b l e. Call here's a quarter. Call someone who cares. That's a great song. Yeah, I mean, and a just, great message too. Like, oh fuck yeah, you. fuck you, yeah. Amanda. Amanda goes and sees him all the time. Like really? yeah, like went to Nashville and saw him do a solo acoustic show with her friend I, I'd Jess. Like to see Travis Tritt. He was I supposed to play actually. up in Troy. Uh, yeah, and then the the COVID shit hit. Yeah, I um, uh, I'd go, go any more as my favorite. Mm. I don't love you anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah he's that's um. Good. I'm gonna be somebody. Yep, that's yep. A good song. I'm gonna be somebody. Um, I'm trying to. Look up some other ones. Best here. of Intentions is good. Yep, yep. It's gonna be something. Yeah. You keep going with that, Kyle. I <laughs> love that song. <laughs> You're out of key. The whiskey, um, yeah, the whiskey ain't working. <laughs> whiskey ain't working. Yeah, Marty Stewart. One. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, one. good one. Outlaws and Outsiders. That's a new one. This whiskey's working. There was a time. Uh, bomb, bomb, <laughs> bomb. 
Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where corn don't grow. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> There's Rain the one. makes corn, corn makes whiskey. Whiskey that makes all that. It was Luke Bryan. Don't yeah. mention that Luke Bryan. Right, that's right up Kyle's yeah. alley. Bryan. See? That's the thing. I say I like country music, and Joel immediately assumes it's the shit country music. And I'm like, no, I like the country music you actually put up. I like the good stuff. You know how many people who say they like country say they like the good stuff, though? Yeah, but they don't know what the good stuff is. It's true. It's true. That's the problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, it's list time, motherfuckers. All right. Got to narrow this down to five. Okay. Okay. Who's a must have? Well, man, we could, I could just write this right now. Okay. Um, you probably could. Waylon's going to be there. Merle's going to be there. Like, muss. Cash. Johnny Cash. <laughs> yeah. you got to think he's got to be on there. Willie. George Strait. Uh, I yeah, think George yeah, Strait yeah, George. Yes. So I mean, yeah. Long? It's like, do, do you kick Willie off for Tim McGraw? No. No. Alan Jackson? Nope. Dwight Yoakam? Do you kick Willie off for Dwight Yoakam, though? It just depends on what the list is. <laughs> I would right? rather listen to Dwight Yoakam. I than would laugh. Right, if that's the list, like what I want to listen to and who I like and who has like multiple tiers, like the best plus who I want to listen yeah, to, right. it's going to be Yoakam. If what it's just you? legend, it's going to be Willie. I'm Willie, but I'm obviously it's two to three. To <laughs> all right, all right, but then we got Sturgill still. He's not going to be on the list yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. Give so him either. ten years. Um, well, if he's only making two more albums, though, I know. <laughs> which sucks. That's what he says. Yeah, yeah. But he's kind of the guy that's like stuck to a lot of stuff he said. So that's very true. I do think Willie Nelson is overrated, though. Too, my personal opinion. He uh, he expands out like like we saw the however many hundreds of songs that he's written uh-huh. right to everybody else. So yeah, it, it's but if it's just this is just going to be an impossible list to get a hundred percent right. Yeah, whatever. Well, hundred percent right is us. We don't care. Oh, yes. Let's call Mark. We can ask him. No, screw him. <laughs> He's I don't want him to give me COVID through He's the phone. Through the, through the Dwight Yoakam it is. Sorry, Willie. Okay. All right. Now we got to put him in order. Let's put Dwight at five because okay. we had to argue about him. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. Oh, gosh. What are we, how are we going to Johnny Cash, that? Merle Haggard, George Strait, Waylon Jennings. Who's the least... How do you even make this list? I'm, I'm not really <laughs> sure. It's like yeah. one A B C D and right. then five. Right, <laughs> one A B C D and then five. Um, you know, um, I kind of want to say, do we put straight up four? Because, but those guys, the guys kinda, in front of him were so fucking. I like George Strait better. Like, if I'm picking a song to listen, I like him. I'd pick him above uh, Waylon. You fucking communist. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I get what you're saying. Like, I'm going to listen to Lukenbach, Texas, ahead of most George Strait songs. Me too. Good Hearted Woman, just the same. Mm. <sighs> I am. Yeah. Uh, Waylon, Merle, Johnny Cash. Who's the best one of those, you think? You got to think it's Johnny Cash or Merle. I, I would. Um, <laughs> I, I like um, I like a lot of Merle songs better than I like Johnny Cash songs. Yeah, really. I do. Hmm. I do. I mean, John. They both have like you know their hits. You put them side by side. Right, They're both right. like equally yep. good. I yeah. just 
that sound that Merle has, I just I I like it. I, I like I, it. I would have to go Johnny Cash on that just because I think there's more songs that I love from Johnny Cash okay. than from yeah. Merle. Yeah. I, you're not gonna get an argument from me. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's tough to argue. Johnny at one, Merle at two. And then Waylon or George Strait at three. I would say Waylon, but that's my thought. Justin said Waylon too, so I do. And even though George Strait has the most number ones of like anybody ever, and well, they were cooking the books apparently. So they well, were, just, they were. That's that why was, he's number four. They were cooking the books just, for him. That was just number fifty. <laughs> they wanted it by a certain time frame, but. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good list. I think that's a list, gentlemen. Absolutely. Yeah. We're sorry that we left George Jones off, Timmy D. We apologize, but you know, he's just not our thing. He stopped sorry. loving us. Maybe if you came and hung out on an episode, I mean, I like, we put George Jones on. I mean, on he list. did Tennessee. We, I mean, we didn't talk about White Chris, Lightning. We didn't talk about Chris Stapleton. I'll be awesome. honest with you. He like, awesome. he just continues to be yeah. better than most. He's real. And, and he's and real. The old guys would have liked him too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah. Yeah. At number five, the Columbus, Ohio, fantastic tight jean wearing, great acting, <laughs> yes. sling blade. Yes. And right wedding, in the goddamn band. What, wedding Crashers as well. Wedding Crashers as well. Yeah. Mr. Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> At number yeah. four, the most number ones in country music history, George Strait. At number three, $1,500 a day cocaine habit, <laughs> smoking cigarettes, meeting, Six what's pack. her name? Carter? Six pack. Six pack. Waylon Jennings. At number two, died on his tour bus, toured till he was 80 some fucking years old. Mama tried. Okie from the Skogie. Merle Haggard. At number one, I mean, just how can anybody? No, there's not a person on the planet who doesn't like this guy. I don't think so. The man in black, Johnny Cash. Hope you guys had fun today. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. Thanks for uh, listening to us, even though we're uh, we're running on three wheels instead of uh, at least four right now. Mm-hmm. We're short. We're short. But the COVID's working its way through it. We're halfway there. Yep. <laughs> yep. Once we get through, we'll be back to full force. Hope you guys had fun. For Fathead Joel, producer Dustin, Hello. and Beer League Kyle, this was The It List. We'll see y'all later. Peace. Sure do hope that you enjoyed the ride We hope we gave you tickles deep inside Won't you try to keep that smile on your face Until next week, same time, same place That was the it list That was the it list That was the it list Fare thee well That was the it list That was the it list That was the it list We won't tell that was the end list, that was the end list, that was the end list, fare thee well. That was the end list, that was the end list, that was the end list, we won't.